0: Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi weekly uh arena for news and impressions and entertainment in the gaming world from minimap.com.au. I am your host, Kerry Palmer, alongside Jeremy Bratitic.
1: If we're in an arena, who's winning? Who's winning the Minimap
0: cast currently? Um I don't know. Is it June Williams?
2: It's definitely not me.
0: I don't know. I just, i I kind of feel like if it's an arena, we're kind of doing exactly what we're doing right now, which is just sitting down in it. So I don't, you know.
2: We're all circling, waiting.
0: <laughs> is, it, is it a
1: Beyblades
2: <laughs> arena? Da, da, da,
0: da, da, da. <laughs> Did you ever realize that like the Beyblades arena in the anime always looked like race tracks? They're always like chasing each other around the around the the course half yeah, the time. Yeah,
1: because actual Beyblades is like not something that you can make an interesting cartoon about. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then there'd like be like a dragon that came out, and then it'd be like, oh, it's summoning the the spirit. Anyway, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. As always, here we are to, to talk about games that have come out, things that we've done. We've got a question corner that we've totally been thinking about this entire couple of weeks, and yep. not just suddenly remembered it this last you know hour since we've started getting ready for the podcast. So we're gonna we're gonna swing right into it. Um, As as per usual, I think we should start at the top with whatever's, you know, top of the pops at the moment, whatever's just come out. And that is Mortal Kombat this week, which has been played by Jeremy Bratetich. It's like like you're the artist. Yeah. Jeremy Bratetich is Mortal Kombat 11. Mortal
1: Kombat feet me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat toes. It is. I was going to say it's the the 11th Mortal Kombat, but I don't think that's actually true
0: no I, I, have a,
1: I, have a, I have a feeling there's probably unnumbered Mortal Kombat's in the series
0: yeah but also like yeah
1: yeah um, you know it's the live of Mortal Kombat in the same sense that it's the third Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Um, yeah it's I don't know I've, I've I'm not really I'm not a big fighting games person okay I don't think any of us really are apart from you like Smash but that's not really a fighting game is it
0: uh, it's a weird kind of whatever yeah Um, Descriptive for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
1: Um, So I bought it for two reasons One, because I like to buy games in the new Because I'm a terrible person And two, because I saw a lot of talk About the tutorial in Mortal Kombat 11 Being a very good finding game tutorial And I like tutorials And I like... You like tutorials? I do like tutorials. What does that mean? I like it when games go out of... Especially, like, because fighting games are, like, hard to get into. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're not into fighting games or you're not, like, super wanting to get into fighting games, you're probably just going to bounce off them because everybody is already incredibly good at fighting games.
0: Very high barrier to entry.
1: Yeah, it would be, like, just buying PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds right now and just saying, I want to learn how to play a third-person shooter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that game is next to no onboarding. Yeah.
1: Um And Mortal Kombat's tutorial is very, very good because it has taught me more about finding games than any other finding game has ever taught me before. Right. In the sense that it, I now know what the four buttons. Well, I mean, because Mortal Kombat's a four button game and not every finding game is a four button game. No. But I now know what the four buttons actually represent apart from just like this is a heavier attack than this one. Right. Um, in the sense that like, like, uh, triangle and. What is it? Square are like. Um, Forward punch and behind punch. So whatever your closest punch, whatever your closest hand will punch, and whatever your further furthest hand will punch.
0: Oh, yeah! Wow, weird. Sa-
1: same with like the the other two buttons are for the for close, close and yeah. far yeah. leg, yeah. G- close and back kick.
0: So that must mean that their all of their character animations and designs have them standing side on, for the most part. So that there's front and
1: yeah, but like they can also. F- like, they can also face the other way anyway. Yeah. But it will still just represent for whatever's the furthest hand. Mm. Um, Interesting. And it also... So, it, it teaches you all that stuff. It teaches you, like, you know, movement and stuff, which is pretty, like, standard fighting game movement. Apart from there's no jump button in this one. Um, and, yeah, but it also teaches you, like, how to time combos by giving you a little meter which runs out and you have to press the button... So if, if you press, you know, say a meter, uh, say a, a combo is square, triangle, square. Mm. If you, when you press square, it'll have like a little thing which shoots down, giving you a representation of how long you have to press the next button. Mm. And then we press that, the next one will go already. So you, you already know how to do it, not just by watching the character, because watching the character doesn't represent how much time you actually have. Mm. Um, and yeah, then it teaches you like combos, it teaches you like how to cancel attacks. Or within, like, the basic tutorial stuff. It's, like, how to cancel from moves into other moves.
0: So, is it... Like, it sounds like they go relatively in-depth.
1: Yeah, like, they, 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 it, go, they go into frame cancelling. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like, they, they go into, like, some heavy, like, you know, zoning and stuff. Do you think it would be
0: too much for some? Like, too heavy? Yeah, that's pretty overwhelming.
1: So, it, the way they've designed the tutorial, it's it's good. Okay. So, so, like, it, 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 it's a very... Like, everything's broken up into subsections. Mm-hmm. And then each tutorial... Like, each move has its own little section in the tutorial. Yeah. And they basically teach you what everything does and why you would use it. Um, and then at the very end of, like, a section tutorial, it's, like, do... Like, it will then just throw you into, like, basically, like, a match. And then, say, like, it'll give you some objectives, which is do this, like, you know, use an environmental... uh use like a long range attack and I don't know, like, like frame cancel and also beat the opponent. Mm. And then if you do that, then you pass like that tutorial. It's basically like questions leading up to a test. Mm. Um, and it's done really well. Like I didn't know a lot of the, like I'd watched fighting games before and I had played Mortal Kombat 10 and Mortal Kombat 1. Mm. Um, but, and Injustice, but like a lot of the fighting game, stuff I didn't like you know, I never knew how to pull off. Right. Um but this does a really good job of actually teaching you how to pull that stuff off. Um and yeah it's it's a really, really good tutorial for people who like me have never been good or never knew how to be good at fighting games.
0: That's awesome. Because yeah. I feel like games like that, like Street Fighter, Tekken, the proper, you know, side on side on fighting games that have like a storied history mm. in like the arcades and stuff like that. I feel like the best way to learn those is to, like, go online to, like, YouTube. And yeah. any time I have to do that, I immediately... There's immediately a resistance there where it's, like, I've got to find the right guide if I find one and I don't like it or the person's got an annoying voice or it's slow or they're assuming too much knowledge already. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm glad they took the time to do that. I wonder if they, they noticed a lot of steep drop-off maybe in 10 of, like, people. Well, like,
1: but that and it's also, like, I've seen people who are fighting game fans Mm. go into the tutorial just for like a refresher. Yeah. And it being also beneficial for them as well. Um, But it also, it it gives you context for, because I know like a lot of the time whenever I'm playing a fighting game, you know, I don't have a main in Mortal Kombat at all. Um, And so I would just keep trying out characters and every time I would start a match I would have to just pause for about five minutes to look at the combo list and figure out what this character's combos are. yeah, And what it does is it give you context behind why that combo would why putting that combination of moves would turn into that attack. Okay. So it gives me like it makes sense why you know doing that would turn into that attack so I can understand and just sort of know it.
2: It helps you
0: remember.
1: Yeah, like it, it, it yeah, it helps it gives me the, the context behind a combo.
0: Mm. It's sort of like learning the the language of the game. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: Um, and it's really good. It's, yeah, it's, it's really good. The um sounds awesome. Yeah, like and like the game looks great. The game sounds very good. Um, like the the punches impact. I mean, you know, they've, they've been doing this forever, but like yep. the punches impact just sounds so fucking heavy and weighted. Mm. Um, especially when the characters got like metal on them, because like the impact sound on the metal that they have in that game is just so good. Yeah. Um, the story is silly. You know. <laughs> yeah. A, the Mortal Kombat story has always been kind of silly, but this one's even sillier because it's got, like, time jump, so it's got, like, a bunch of old-looking Mortal Kombat, like, as in 80s-ass character designs yep. in this beautiful-looking engine with, this, like, this new, like, graphics. Yep. The um, fact
2: that Mortal Kombat has a storyline in oh, like, at all is, yeah. is wild to me. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's very good.
0: I've heard it's legitimately a good time.
1: It, it's fun. I'm, I'm having a lot of fun <laughs> with it. The worst part about it is Ronda Rousey's fucking voice acting as... Yep. That's, um, yep. I think it's Sonya. Yeah, it's yeah. Sonya Blade. Yeah, and oh uh, she's fucking terrible. Yeah, she's she's not a good she's not a good voice actor, and she shouldn't be in this game because she's also like an anti-vaxer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's I'm 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 having fun with it. I'm I've never I haven't I won two online matches of someone who I think has played less Mortal Kombat than me. Oh wow! Right. And I've. Lost every single other match I played online. <laughs> yeah. That being said, when you find one person, uh, oh, you know, I'll find them and they'll be 30 levels higher than me, and I'll play them and they'll win, and then I'll click rematch and they'll click rematch, and so they'll keep on beating me. Mm-hmm. But I start to notice the patterns. Yeah. And then I start winning rounds. I didn't win a match, but I started winning rounds. Yeah. And I could tell that they had to change their fighting style because I, I learned how to block all of their all of their combos that they would do all the time. Yeah. So. That was a very good feeling.
0: Yeah, totally. I've had that feeling with Smash over the last few months as well. Playing right. online, sometimes it, it takes forever. Like, as soon as you win around, they leave, or as soon as they win against you, they leave, or something right, like yeah. that. But like, uh, as soon as you find someone who sticks with you for a little bit, um, that that's a good time. I really yep. enjoy that because you, you start developing a a back and forth. Yeah, yeah. and like a like a, a narrative, you know. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's been it's it's been fun. It reminds me of like playing Sekiro of just like bashing my head against it until I slowly start to realize what's actually going on.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So it's been it's been interesting as someone who you know knows Jack. Sh- I mean, <laughs> all of my all of my experience of fighting games come from watching Giant Bomb and also Salty Bet. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> it doesn't. Okay, <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, well, cool. Are you gonna keep playing it? Yeah, like I,
1: I, I've been having fun, fun with it. Um, I've always wanted to be good at fighting games. Yeah, but I've never had the time or patience. Well,
0: it's a game that's very rewarding when you're good at it, right? Like,
1: yeah, because you feel when everything chains, mm. and when it all comes together, it's like. It's like an orchestra of pain against the enemy.
0: <laughs> you
2: can show off at parties too.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Make everyone hate you.
0: But also like like give you the smoldering eyes. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, they did that combo. <laughs> oh my God. I've never seen such a... Ooh, uh, something or other. Settle down, snake. <laughs> 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 oh, they did that combo. <laughs> um... Hey, June. What have you been up to? What What have the last couple of weeks seen for you? What What have you put in the disc tray of your oh, well, you PlayStation? Oh, you wanna know. Okay, so. What well, you put in God of War this the
2: tray? Hey, <laughs> that's my joke. Um, so I put in God of War. Uh huh. You know how I've been saying for the last yeah. three months. Like, maybe I'll play God of War next. Yep. I'll Play God of War next. Um, so I put in God of War. I got it out of my bookshelf. I'm like, yeah, all right, it's time. Um, and then <laughs> it's time. It You're like had, <laughs> it had a um it had a little update uh and while the update was installing, I booted up Dungeon Ropper three mm-hmm. um which I have on my playstation already, so uh I played um maybe I played up to chapter two, and the the chapters are maybe like two hours three hours long okay so I was still I was about you know six hours in yeah already can
0: can
1: you save in the middle of a chapter
2: yes okay um
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can't save between (laughs) three o'clock and six o'clock that day
2: (laughs) um and I ended up playing Danganronpa for I don't know
0: the week the week um, (laughs) two weeks
2: um I I think I've probably spoken about Duncan Roper on this podcast before. Um I think a
0: little bit but not Do you not guys a know much, do you guys know much about it? It's it's a visual novel style game, right? Uh yes. Ish. With teenagers and it's like a murder mystery slash like horror film where they're all dying in situations. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta like figure it out.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: I don't because the amount of times you bring up Danganronpa and I always have to ask, what's that again? It's (laughs) happened um, a lot.
2: It's basically, yeah, it's basically a detective game, um, detective visual novel game, Mm. I guess. Um, And it's it's very, 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 very extra. Like, the (laughs) humour is so stupid and, like, there's a lot of parts, like, if someone, because I was playing in the land room and, like, my housemate who had never seen a Danganronpa game before Yeah, was, like, why is that bear's belly button like that? Like, <laughs> like I don't know if you've seen, like, the mascot for Danganronpa, but, like, he's, like, a, a bear. Anyway, but their belly Mono, button's, are, like, fucking Monokuma? huge. Yeah, Monokuma. Um, and the belly button's, are, like, gigantic. And, like, anyway, there's a lot of stuff that, like, I don't think about because the fact that it's Danganronpa. You're used to but, it, yeah. like, <laughs> But, like, if you looked on it, like, from an outside perspective, it's, like... What the fuck is this <laughs> game? <laughs> um, but Danganronpa three, um, I like d- I, my history with like the Danganronpa series. Like started on forums, like because Danganronpa one only got um, localized in English in two thousand and thirteen or something like that. Right. Okay.
1: So when did it come out initially?
2: Uh, I don't remember. Stop my head. Sorry. Right. Um. It. And. Um, and they only put it to Vita, so it was hard to find in English. Right. Um, but before it came to English, it was on the Something Awful forums, right? And someone had translated literally all of it. Oh and wow. Put the entire game on on these forums, as well as the second one as well. When that came out,
1: in like text format. Yeah, in
2: text format. Wow. Yep. Yeah, like every single like um, the picture of the sprite and then what they say, and the picture of the sprite and what they say. Like holy shit. incredible. And that's how a lot of the Dungeon Rumper <laughs> fandom started like it went
1: from a visual novel just to stu- a novel
2: yeah <laughs> straight up <laughs> um and that, that's legitimately how how like um when Dagon Rapport got really big in fandom like that's how most people consumed it was it was by the something awful forums um and
0: so it was first released in japan on november 25th 2010 2010 for no. psp yeah Ported to Vita, iOS, PS4, and PC. iOS. Um, the game was later localized and released in English by NIS America on February 11th, 2014.
2: 14. Cool. Wow. Um, and so this is, this is the first game that I've I've played because um, I played the last two Vita games as well, but when I actually got them, but um, this is the first one. I've played on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of stuff that's different because you uh, don't use the touchpad and stuff like that, whereas other games, they really utilize the touchpad. right? Um, but it's, it's made me remember why I love this series so much. <laughs> um, and all the characters are really great. Um, they're very, 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 very... Characterized, I guess, characters. Like, they're very... Um, like overt yeah like they've <laughs> they have like a personality trait and they will stick to that but you know like <laughs> I mean they're, they're still like um they still have backstories and like if you spend time with one you get to know them more um and then they die the next chapter you're like Fuck! yeah like why did I spend my resources trying to get to know you when I could have gotten to know someone else and, yeah. and had them live longer um and stuff like that and and the deaths are always very the the way they write I'm, I'm always so impressed with the way that they write um, and design the, the the murder mystery I suppose like it's very it's very cool and, like clever <laughs> and like I would never have thought to play it out this way you know it's like you figure out well you think it might be this person but then you find out that the alibi doesn't like you know it's it's very like it's very clever mm. um, yeah that's it I think oh, great. <laughs> sounds great um, you should play Dungan Rumper if you haven't well, don't, yeah. don't play, well, don't mean, play Despair Girls, but play the other two. Don't play which? There's a, there's another Vita game called Danganronpa Despair Girls, which is like a first-person shooter.
0: Oh. Oh, wow. It's very
2: strange, yeah. Okay. okay. It's not very good. Uh,
1: it sort of sounds like what I initially wanted from Persona. Not that I don't mm. like Persona, but like a lot of the reason I wanted to get into Persona was like the character-heavy moments, which mm. is really good in Persona, but... I get really slowed down by how difficult the actual gameplay part of Persona can be mm. if you're not grinding, mm. and also the turn-based combat. And great, um, so I might like that more than I like. Persona. You should
2: play. It. You should play it. I'm going to buy the trilogy on on PS4 yep. physically. Mm, um, mm. Please actually play it. I would. I think you'd like it. Okay. So, um, it is. Yeah. It's very character heavy, um, which makes it. Which I think is why I like it a lot because I tend to. Um, like games with strong characters, I guess. Yeah, yeah they like go. like lots of characters.
1: Fair oh. enough. How's the music?
2: Fucking incredible. Okay, good. Okay, so like <laughs> 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 um I don't, I sold. actually I don't think I have talked about the Dungan Roper music before, but like they're such bops and like right. <laughs> um a lot of the, the, the music that they'll play that they, they did for the first game they'll reiterate and make better for the, the the next two games. Um so there's a lot of music it's just very typical Dungan Roper music. Um, I'll play. I'll play I something afterwards. Means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I guess you don't, but like anyone that's played Dungeon Roper knows what I mean. Okay. But like, <laughs> yeah. um,
1: shout outs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> shout outs to those two people. Um, it's very. Yeah, I'll play some afterwards, and, okay. and you can jam, out, it,
1: jam it, out. So, are the characters in a Dungeon Rapper game are they different every game, like Persona?
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, there's normally about twenty characters, um, including. Main character, right? Um, and obviously they will they die, and you're left with maybe like five people that right, escape gotcha. or whatever. Um, there's a character that stays. There's two characters that stay in the first one and the second one, okay. but they're different in both of them. So, um, but yeah, you get a whole new cast. Cool, awesome. Sounds also, great. It's like the the deaths of like, so like, um, someone obviously like is punished for the crime that they committed at the end when you find out who did it, and um, Monokuma will like kill them in like a way that makes sense to their character, okay. or a way that um, so like they all have like high, super high school level skills, I suppose. So which is like in this world, um, the best of the best are, are given like this title, super high school level, and so like super super high school level um, detective or super high school level um, baseball player. So like the <laughs> best, the best high school of whatever their, their, thing, their strength is. Yeah. Um, so, like, for example, like, the, the baseball player was killed um, by um, being trapped in a cage and being – have baseballs, like, shot at him until yeah. he, like, was yeah. pulverized and died. Stuff like that, which – it's always, like, really, like, gory and gross. and right. Like, it's very good. And, like, they don't um, – Danganronpa has a thing where, like, all the blood is pink. Like, oh, um, there's no red blood, there's no red or it's, it's all like just bright pink. I wonder if that's a sensor thing to get it. I, I mean, maybe. It sounds
0: like a style thing. I mean, I, like, I, it's, I, I, it's, my, my, it's
2: very, like, very, like, it's, yeah. it makes sense. Well, like, I wonder about. if it was
1: initially a sensor thing and then mm. it just became so synonymous with what they were doing.
2: Maybe, maybe. I
0: it's like something like that happens. I oh, don't know. Japan's not that intense on violent censorship, are they?
1: No, but, you know, like, just to. Keep it a more accessible to me. I mean, it's
0: about murdering high school students. (laughs) It's also like there's a
2: character in the third one that the stuff that she says is so disgusting that like it it makes me like go like revolting,
1: revolting. It's it's M, right?
2: Um, yes, I think the third one's M A. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, awesome. How do you find it in comparison to playing Ace Attorney? Because you, mm. you say sort of visual novel, de- visual novel detective games, and I think, oh.
2: It, it is it is very similar to Ace Attorney, which is why I thought I would like Ace Attorney more than I actually do. Uh. Um, I need to finish the first one because I still haven't done that yet, but um, I'm struggling, um, and playing Danganronpa, again, made me sort of realize why, and like I think... The way that they solve cases and put the the evidence together in Ace Attorney is not as polished as Danganronpa. So, a lot of the time, I'll be getting really frustrated because I know how to... I know what happened here, but I need to f- work around the game to try and yeah. progress. yeah, um, And I'm finding yeah that that is the worst with Ace Attorney at the moment because I, it, a lot of it is just...
1: Finicky. Finicky, yeah. Yeah.
2: Or like I'll die and I'll be like, well, it can't be that one. I'll have to do the other one instead. Mm. Whereas um is easier, I suppose, like yeah. that.
1: But have you considered just jumping right into the most recent Ace Attorney that you own just to see if that one sort of feels a bit better?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've could maybe. i may- almost finished the first one though. I feel like I may as well just finish it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I've heard the second one isn't as bad, but um, I think I'd like to sort of go with the story. Right. Gotcha. Um, yeah fair enough fair but fair once fair. I finish Danganronpa now, I'll want more of the same sort of stuff so I'll, I'll finish it
0: sweet mm. it's cool to to have the um, the comparisons between the two so we've been sort of following that episode to episode mm. mm.
1: So okay what hyper violent game have you been playing
0: hyper violent game yeah uh spider-man
1: <laughs> spider-man kills
0: does he kill in this game? Yeah. I don't think he's killed anyone in I mean, this game. I mean,
1: incidentally, in the, in the sense of the game can't account for everything.
0: Yeah, that doesn't count. Although I do love it whenever whenever you play that game and you like throw enemies like against a car and it happens to be one of those crimes right. where the car drives off and yep. there's like three guys stuck to the boot and they're like, <laughs> yeah. or, or like
1: the car gets blown up and, yep. you, and you have like a webbed to doom, like sealed their fate.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> Or, like, whenever inevitably when (laughs) when the car crashes at the end of the chase scene, it like tumbles over. Yeah. Like, if you fail the like button mashing sequence and the car crashes, it's like resting on their body. Anyway, Um, I've been going back and playing a couple of old games. I've been playing some stuff with Sam. We went. So, sort of like this time last year, we were playing through all the Uncharted games together because Sam hadn't played them and I wanted to play them or hadn't seen them. As in
1: the first three? Or do you mean?
0: First we got through the first 3 and we got halfway through 4. Um and Sam sort of pumped the brakes a bit and was like, "Oh, I don't know. I kind of see this is going and like didn't want it to end and stuff like that." And so I haven't been pushing it, but I just said, "Hey, do you want to play on chat?" And Sam was like, "Yeah, all right." Oh, but
1: the ending of 4.
0: I know I know, right? So so we did that. We finished 4. Um Oh, you finished 4? Yeah.
1: Right. How did Sam like the ending of 4?
0: Sam said, "I don't like things ending." Oh, okay. <laughs> but <that's fine>. um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I think they really enjoyed it and they and like they were really worried about because they could see a twist coming, you know, when there's a point where you get to the island and you sort of had this confrontation with Elena and stuff like that mm. and, and Sam was like, what's going to happen with Sam Drake? Like, right. something's going to happen here and I'm not ready for it. <laughs> um, that sort of happened. It was like, yeah, no, it's okay and you, you get to enjoy all these character moments and they tie off the series and oh, that, that game is really masterfully done. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a lot of space in it it's a longer game and it's good it's better for it i think um yeah and then i moved on to playing two-thirds of the spider-man dlc um because i bought that ages ago and haven't played it which one so the dlc came out in three packs so there's these it's all titled the city that never sleeps and each one is called there's the heist which is the catwoman dlc Black Cat DLC, sorry. Silver. Silver Sable's the third yeah. one, which I- and I can't remember what it's called. Silver Lining, I think. Mm. And the Silver
1: Lining's playbook. What? Never mind. Silver. It's a, it's a movie. It's Bradley Cooper. Just, just, just keep moving. Just, just keep moving.
0: Keep moving. Yeah. Movie. Oh my god. Wow. All right. And the second one's called Turf Wars, and that's that's focused on Hammerhead. I think the whole thing's focused on Hammerhead, like taking over crime bosses in New York and
2: So which one are you playing at the moment?
0: I've played through the first two. Okay. Um Can't believe they put Hammerhead in this game. Yeah, he's pretty boring.
1: I mean Hammerhead is like Hammerhead is from the early 50s. Hammerhead is an ancient fucking villain. Right. He was just a mob guy with a big head and <laughs> and he literally
0: kind of like that. Yeah, and you need to google this man.
1: You fucking like if you do like Hammerhead Captain America comic, he used to just like a gangster that Captain America had to stop from robbing banks, and he would like just run headfirst into Cap Shield and get caught. Like that yeah. level of like dumb, stupid villain. Yeah, excellent. Just so
0: good. Yeah, this the whole thing's like the first one's like he's Black Cat's got <laughs> Find him, him to help her steal the things.
1: Look how big his head is.
2: It's very flat on top it's too. because like he runs into everything. He's
0: got a metal plate in his head. Oh. <laughs>
1: He didn't in the original.
0: Didn't he? No. He oh, did. that, that's the story in, in right. this one. I mean, like,
1: that's probably like the modernized version of Hammerhead, but yeah, in the original comics, he just had a hard head.
0: Got a really big head. He's yeah. the boss in the second one. You know why he's the boss? The only reason he's a boss is because he's in like a Sable mech gi- like suit. Right. <sighs> that's the only reason. And it's a terrible boss fight. Right, yeah. Um, I really
2: do not subscribe to the whole s- s- Sable stuff in that game. No. It was all very boring.
0: Yeah, they didn't do enough with it.
2: And I've heard that the 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 third DLC is the, the worst of them.
0: Awesome! <laughs> Can't wait to do it
1: next. <laughs> it was very much we need we need enemy guards around the city that aren't just more like looters.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: totally. Like we need to we need to turn the cops. We around need a military
0: Spider-Man. force, but we don't want to do cops against mm. Spider Man. Yeah,
1: because Spider Man loves cops. Yeah, and cops love Spider Man. Yeah, so it's a
0: thing. Yeah, it's a love. Spider-Man's a cop. What is what's a is it just a love line? Love it's line? not a love triangle. Cuz it's just two it's just two way. It's just it's just love. Um, <laughs> so um, <laughs> playing through it each <laughs> each sort of scenario is its own thing. You you go to like the DLC menu from the main game and you activate DLC 1. Mm. Cuz they each have their own world map and activities. Um, there's like a few screwball challenges. Who's that like streamer person? That side. Oh, mission I liked. Oh, I liked yeah. that. Yeah, twist. It was alright. She she takes the place of Taskmaster, and so she's got some of her own weird um, combat challenges, stealth challenges. Um, she's talking over and really annoying. And there's these like photo bomb moments you've got to do in those challenges. So like if you take down an enemy in this like zone. It enables this like photo mode, and you have to press the button at the right time. It takes a photo, and you get more points. And she's like, "Wow, that was a great shot! My viewers are going through the roof." Blah blah blah. So that that's there, that and that's fine. Um, and the sort of each each of the ones that they decide to do, like this sort of there's just like an art gathering hideout one in the in the high steel for Black Cat, and that relates to this like old case about black cat's father who stole art and that ties itself up nicely. Mm. So there's interesting story beats in there, but the actual main storylines that they put in the game, it only goes for about two hours each. I think. Yeah. yeah, They're pretty small. Um, I don't mind that personally because I feel like instead of, I love this game, obviously. Yeah, as I You said just before. want more content, right? Exactly. Right. And it's, it's great to have an excuse to play new content that I haven't played before. Mm. And it's kind of nice as well to play content that is a bit more like low stakes. If mm. that makes any sense, like, something that isn't like oh what's gonna happen with with mr negative and there's this virus and Norman Osborne and everything's furthering this intense plot it's like playing a like an aside from a TV series mm. from the TV series of spider-man it's just like oh this is just a low-key thing that's cool it's yep. just his own story um it's a bit heavy-handed sometimes in the story it's like it's like really, really, really low key. And then the end's like, whoa. And then each of them so far have ended with to be continued. <laughs> and then like a post credit scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like really heavy handed. Um, but for the most part, it's fine. There's some really cool moments with Miles. Um, mm. Miles calls you and he's like, oh, hey, when can, can we like meet up at some point? And like, and Peter's I love that like, boy. You, you, he's like, he's like, no, well, I'm I'm like really busy, but also you should stay in school and focus on that. <laughs> and Miles is like, well, can I join the basketball team or something? I'm trying. I'm trying not to spoil too much if you haven't played the game. But um, it's this, it, It's really cute. It's a nice payoff for for where they leave Miles at the end of the first one. It's not more than the voice calls, but it's there. So
1: just mild spoilers for the story of Spider-Man, specifically the ending.
0: Specifically, the ending of Spider-Man.
1: Yeah. Um. Is it continued on from that? From that post-credit bit?
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. It's specifically... He's, he's specifically talking about that final scene you see with Miles. Oh, and
1: him, can I do this? And Peter's saying, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. You
1: know what I was talking about? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's this whole thing where... Uh, I mean, I'm just going to talk about it because it's it's, it's the main plot point of the, of the heist one, which is that Black Cat says she has a child which is why she's helping Hammerhead. Right. Um,
1: That's really weird. And then Peter's like, oh, oh my God, comments. is it
0: my child? Because we were together for a time and he's freaking out and then MJ's freaking out and then Miles starts calling him. Right. And so there's this weird... like, Is just-
1: Miles the son? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's this weird thing where he's like oh I can't be a dad and MJ's like well whatever if we do it we'll do it together and it's like oh well you're too good for me and blah 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 and then Miles calls and he's like oh what am I going to do with this kid and it's like I don't know it's this weird thing where he's like I can't be a dad and then he's already sort of mentoring this young kid mm. anyway yeah. so that that's really sweet Um. but yeah more, more Spider-Man basically which mm. is great more suits which is awesome like there's the right, original yeah. Iron Spider suit from the 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 ones that came out before the Civil War comics yeah yeah, yeah. Um, which is like one of the only comics that I've read so I've actually really enjoyed this suit I've been like oh I know this one yeah um and it's got like it's got like Iron Man repulses on on his hands and feet so you glow when you're spinning you just see his feet it's like oh they're glowy <laughs> <laughs> but it's not too over the top it's pretty over the top but um, <laughs> yeah all okay. the new suits are great um, use the
1: Baghead one
0: well that was free but I haven't used it because oh, okay. I don't I don't really care about it um, it's very very funny it is funny. It, it's funny to look at, but that's I I that's about it. I take I I don't know I enjoyed being like wowed by the Spidey suit. Yeah, yeah, than, totally. Um, but I'm really psyched because in the third one, um, they have the Spider Verse Peter Parker suit with the Spider Verse like animation style like, on you it. You
2: mean like Miles' black and red suit, or do you? No, you no, mean no. Like Peter, know, Peter's Peter's, Peter's Spider
0: Man yeah. suit. Um,
1: I think they've specifically not put Miles' suit in it because it's going to be
0: four Miles.
1: Because because his suit. Well, is yeah, he's gonna, not yeah. Miles. These yeah.
0: are all. Like Peter Parker's yeah. suits, which is
1: funny because there are other Spider-Man characters who are also not Peter Parker, which you can
0: use his suits. In oh, the that's right! Like the future Spider-Man, ones. yeah, like
1: twenty ninety nine, and like yeah. Scarlet Spider. That's is stuff is name. the
2: Noir one? Is that Peter Parker? Uh,
1: it is, it's it's a it's yes, like <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's an alternate universe Peter Parker. Okay. So it is still Peter, yeah. but it's like Peter B. Parker. I mean.
0: Uh, it may as well not be Peter. Yeah, yeah, it's he's, not the same Peter. Yeah, it's it's a different Peter. It's not like blonde Peter and brown haired Peter. Yeah, it's no, like... it, it,
1: it's it's like like old man Pi Peter. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like it's it's interesting that they put in those other suits and, but even though they're not Peter Parker, I don't yeah, know, like okay, I find, no, I, I find that odd, but yeah, like I, I get it because they want to save they want to save Miles the suit for Miles.
0: Well, yeah, he's a character in the game. And do he'll... you think
2: they'll ever do? Venom.
0: Stuff did you? With the yeah. game? I mean, like, like, steering, trying to steer clear of spoilers. But there's a particular end credit scene in Spider-Man. Did you not if see that? Forget end credit it. Scene? There's, a, there's, a bit of. Because you, you beat that game. Yeah,
2: I did. Hang yeah. on.
0: So Norman comes home, and you see. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the yeah. tank. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What I mean, th- I want. Wait. Do you think the <laughs> second <laughs> game? Hardy. Wait, hang on. Do you think <laughs> the second game is going to be about Venom?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I think so. I think so. I think. No. I think. I think Harry's gonna like come back. He's gonna be like revived, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, hey, Harry, you're back from your trip." Yeah, and like, like the, the same first time, act, Venom also, like also, in the city. exactly. Okay, all right. And I think then something, either something. I think so, it'll it'll go hand in hand with Peter and Miles, okay, um, developing their relationship, and maybe the, the symbiote will change from one to the other.
1: I think this is based on just what I think is going to happen, and no foreshadowing in the game. I think Peter's gonna die in the middle of the second game.
0: Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, and then and, and Miles then the, is that the, rest the, the rest of the game you're playing is Miles. Peter's gonna be taken over by this by the symbiote, and Miles, Miles is has have to kill, kill Peter. Peter. <gasps> I don't think they'll do that. I would love that. I think I would like that. Or Miles has to save Peter, and then Peter gets a chance to like sacrifice himself. Oh, or wh- what like about that.
1: halfway through the game, Peter gets lost in the Spider Verse, and that's what the third game is.
0: Nah, that might be third. Maybe no, the third one. Uh, well,
1: like, but like, that can be the direction for the third one. Like, you like Miles has to deal with all the shit currently. You
0: think they're going to handle Venom and Miles at the same time as having Peter there at the same time and introducing the Spider Verse? Look it. That's the, <laughs> that sounds dense.
1: Well, but like, but like, as in the Spider Verse stuff has to be put aside for everything else currently just for the tease for the next game I really want Spider-Verse for the third game specifically because I want to see all those different art styles put together mm. in a game
0: in a I mean game. I do too but I don't think I think if they're going to do that they're not going to interweave it so keenly into um, two like I think it'll be, be. like the symbiote in one it, which is like a glance
1: right yeah I don't know I mean there's a lot of fucking comics
0: yeah like they could just end three end two with a post-credit scene of Spider-Gwen or something like that.
1: Yeah, Gwen wasn't in this game at all, was she? No. Is is Gwen de- is Gwen dead in this game? Like, I don't think so. Because like MJ they, they never mentioned her at all. I don't do think they? so. Right, that's interesting. Yeah. R-
2: what relation? I guess they go to wait. What relation does Gwen have to Peter? I guess? So in the
1: in in, in the, the comics. original comics, Gwen was actually Peter's first love before okay. MJ. Yeah. And so they,
0: MJ's like college.
1: Yeah, uh, sort of. Like uh, MJ, MJ moves next to Peter, yeah, because like, MJ moves in not from Queens, and becomes Peter's neighbor, and it's the whole girl next door thing. Um, okay, after Gwen dies, okay, so, so so Peter has this moment of like, like a year or two of him not saving Gwen, because because Gwen gets killed by a villain in the comics. I don't remember, but she falls and Peter doesn't save. Peter doesn't save Gwen. And has this whole moment of, like, I'm never getting close to someone ever again. Right. And then MJ arrives and becomes the love of his life. Right. Um,
2: In the movie
0: hmm. with... Spider-Verse?
2: No. In the movie with...
0: Tobey Maguire? No. No, The the ones with Gwen. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Andrew Garfield. Garfield. That That is is Gwen, yeah? Yeah, 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 that's Gwen.
2: Is it... I keep seeing stuff. I have seen stuff. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. You know when he, like, throws her out the window in the
0: co- in the first one yeah and is, isn't he says it, isn't i'm gonna it, throw you out the window yeah. now oh, she's yeah, yeah, like yeah. what
2: isn't it in, like am, am i wrong am i right that he did that in the comics and
0: broke her back so the no. thing that happens i think the thing that happens in the comic i could i i've i've seen i've i've seen something about this It's very little of my knowledge but that that is the thing that i that i've seen is that something he manages to save her like with a web but She's so far down that she that her back cracks. Yeah. from the from being caught by the web. So not not quite. It's so what happens? That's what they do in Amazing Spider Man Two. That's like yeah. Just, this is just spoilers everywhere. Spoil- now. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, everyone like, get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah for, run.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, like in in well, so she, she actually hits the ground in, in the Amazing Spider Man Two. Like, oh all yeah, right, like okay. she hits it. Um, wait, the movie? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, like,
2: wait, does Gwen die? in... The mm. Andrew Garfield movie, yeah, Jesus, okay, yeah, like, it's, I've
1: been seen that. It's really ones. full on because this is like so I watched this movie. No, it's one. not
0: really earned. Mm.
1: Oh, I liked it. It was all right.
0: It's very sudden.
1: I mean, so, so 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 the way it works is. <laughs> like it's so, like it, it was it was a pretty it was a pretty like pretty good ad- adaptation of the com- of the comic where Gwen dies because yep. it, was, it was an entire thing because like you never kill the love interest in in these comics yeah and so when they did it it was still really on for people for characters to just die and not come back um that isn't just like the origin character dying yeah um sorry the origin mentor of dying and so when Gwen dies she she falls down a bridge or like a no it's a clock tower yeah um and same as the movie. Yeah, and and they did they did a pretty good adaptation, and so she's falling through this clock tower, and in the movie, what happens is, Peter swings a web, and it's like this, like this huge slow mo scene of like mm-hmm. the web going through, objects to reach her, and it finally grabbing her, but it's like half a second too late to the point where, either the whiplash or she hits the ground, either yeah. of like like
0: she's she's that close to the ground, like yeah,
1: that that it was just like it was too late, and there's just like this giant fucking like. Cracking sound of bone, like like bone cracking, and like also like impact of on pavement, and yeah, and then like the, it's
0: quick, it's sudden. It's not like Mortal Kombat where it's like
1: they, they don't have an X-ray, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then everything goes silent, and the clock tower like dings, mm. and it's very very like full on, and mm. I remember watching this going like oh no and like my i started tearing up because i knew exactly what was going to happen and it's so sad mm. it is like obscenely sad in that movie mm. considering how for the most part happy that movie is
0: yeah that's um, why i'm saying it's sudden
1: Oh well, yeah like it's sudden, isn't it sudden, is not it's like it's a quick death
0: but also the threat is quick the threat arrives oh, and yeah, then that. kills her immediately <laughs> yeah,
1: that movie that movie's got issues yeah um but yeah, so I don't know if Gwen is dead because like Gwen is also Gwen is
0: always. You mean in PS4 Spider-Man? Yeah, in the yeah. game.
1: So I don't know if Gwen is a character in this game. I am assuming if they would bring in Spider Gwen, it would be alternate universe Spider Gwen, mm. the yeah. one where Peter died instead of instead of Gwen. Because um, in Spider Gwen's comics, Gwen obviously gets bit by the spider. Yeah, and Peter dies. Yeah. Um, but also Peter's the Green Goblin in that Spider-Gwen comic is really weird. Wow. It's really odd. Um, uh, yeah, so I don't know if, like, that, as far as I can tell, I don't remember a cemetery in the entirety of the... They don't mention Gwen at
0: all. Yeah, in this game. so
1: I, I feel like if they would introduce it, they would introduce Gwen dying in high school...
0: Maybe and, I mean, and then, I feel and like, then introducing Spider Gwen as the alternate. I feel like with Spider Verse being out, you can have Spider Gwen from another universe come in, and Peter's like, "Who the hell are you?" And she's like, "Ah, long story." But I don't know her because she's just she's her own character now. She's great. She's awesome. Oh, you know she's great. But I also
1: I do love the fact that Spider Man's always going to have this thing for Gwen because he never saved her like it wasn't him being selfish mm. and then that leading to ben's death it was like his failure to save her i like that angst and like it, it 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 grounds him a lot as a he can't always like you know he's always cocky and he's always like sort of having fun while he's fighting but it, it was well, like,
0: what if that's what if that's only gwen's angst you know what if it's like but he's then, trying to like but then spider-man's not gonna have any sort of
1: affiliation for gwen at all
0: except that she got bit by a spider and has spider powers and is there in the same world and trying to help him do something no no but, but
1: I mean is not no like
0: no, I, I would just like no, to no, develop no that, thread. that I would like to develop that connection with Spider-Gwen as PS4's Spider-Man's peer, Peter Parker from that moment I would like to see how that relationship starts with her knowing a lot about Peter and Peter knowing nothing about her I'm interested in that like,
1: um, I understand that that yeah, it like, has uh,
0: a lot of good tension when it's like oh i've seen you die oh i've seen you die that's this whole thing it's this whole and you're right it does grant his emotions but i think they'd be retconning his character at that point
1: no i mean like they don't have to introduce like like they don't have to bring that up in the first game because there was no real need for it like i feel like like, i feel like it would be cheap well like I, i feel like if we got if we got that whole Peter not knowing who Gwen was Mm. We got that in Spider-Verse Which is why they didn't really have much of an interaction You know Gwen brought up that, that they couldn't save Peter But Peter not knowing who Gwen was Didn't really make a difference to anything
0: Well yeah That's a product of them having Six different spider characters in that movie though Yeah but the other ones
2: aren't
1: developed Yeah The other ones are just there for like jokes Yeah
2: we should move on we really should move
0: on sorry um, to talk
2: about Spider-Man for 20 minutes or whatever
0: yeah <laughs> just hypothetical Spider-Man 2 I don't know it's yeah. be fun
1: I wonder when that game's going to come out 2022 2021
0: 21 or 22 yeah. any earlier I'd be disappointed
1: announcement with the PS5 announcement nah, nah. I think announcement not, not, not 21 even logo. not logo I think even an
0: announcement in 2021 game 2022 okay oh that's a long time though maybe 2020 <laughs> announcement 2020 so with the PS5, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um Maybe. I mean, it's, sort I of, don't know. it's one I of don't those announcements they don't need
1: to make. is everyone knows, yeah, they're going to make another Spider-Man game. It's yeah. sold well, critically acclaimed. Everybody loved it. Like,
0: and because people know it already, they don't have to announce it until later. They don't need to drum up too much hype for it. I think because as soon as they show, oh, maybe they show a glimpse of miles's suit. Maybe they show a glimpse of Venom. As soon as that's in any trailer, that game is going to sell millions of copies. Yeah. I don't want them because this was like the reveal yeah, and but, then yeah, like 25 but, months later the I, game I came know, out.
1: I know how you want marketing companies they to They
0: revealed The Last of Us 2 three years ago I'm, yeah, I'm not talking about that Ugh.
1: I'm talking about the fact that generic people come into work all the time and say when's Last of Us 2 coming out Yeah, they build that excitement early up for a reason not for the people who are already gonna get the game yeah. it's not for those people yeah. why did iTunes just decide to open
0: so anyway, just finally, I also restarted that Lost Legacy because we finished four, and I wanted to show Sam Lost Legacy, which is part of the whole reason I said let's do four because I really wanted to play Lost Legacy. Um, if you <laughs> don't know, that was our first game spoilers podcast game that we did. That was our like test episode. and It was on that Babies. game, Babies. and it was when we had one microphone. It was our first podcast ever. Ah, um,
2: oh, I think it's
0: pretty good. I think it. I, I think, think it was pretty. I mean, pretty we put cute. it up. Yeah, we we, we enjoyed it and. Part of me didn't realize how high we set the bar with the yeah. first one, because coming back into that game and playing it, there's so many nice moments. That even that you don't get in Uncharted Four, there's so many great character moments and dialogue choices and ways they break gameplay conventions. Like there's just this thing that they've, they they do they do at the start where Chloe, you learn how to lock pick, you learn how to pick locks, um, and it's this slow mechanic you've got to like move the analog stick around hold it in a position you got to do that three times and the door opens and the first time you do that as Chloe with Nadine next to you you, you, you're doing it and it's taking some time you're not under any pressure or anything and Nadine's so impatient she breaks the glass Mm. cancels out the whole lockpick thing she just breaks the whole gameplay moment with just just like real character moment it's so clever I love it so much and there's so many of those moments in this game I'm so excited to keep playing more of it I only played about an hour and a half Mm. um but I'm so stoked to get back.
2: Oh, yeah. Game. I want to go back and play it and like really appreciate it. Mm. You know, now mm. that I have played it once before.
0: Totally. Easily my, maybe not easily, but strong, very probably my favorite Uncharted game. You
2: really are a slot for Naughty Dog, aren't you?
0: I am. I am. <laughs> it's just, it. it's the way it be. Sometimes I get worried about. The way they run their studio and allegations they've had against them, and it makes me, it makes me really, really fucking sad. Mm. Um, but I love their games. That's I love their the industry, games. baby. I know. I know. It's a real, it's a, it's a tension I, I have to deal with at the moment. So yeah, that that's us. That's our games for the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to take a quick break and come back with June's question corner mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. June's excellent question. Mm. Of I can't wait to hear your excellent answer. I, I can't wait to that. Do you want me you know,
2: to just rehash what that was? Yes.
0: Yes, please. Please foreshadow first. Um, us. Okay,
2: let me just get the actual wording.
0: <laughs> your phrasing. Do
2: you consider reading walkthroughs cheating? So good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Well, have a think. And we will too. And
2: <laughs> just say it.
1: We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We are here with June's Question Corner. Mm-hmm. I hope you had a think during the break. <laughs> we sure did. June, mm-hmm. take it away.
2: Do you want me to re- what my, to Rere- tell my question. question was? It was like two seconds ago. Yeah. Do you consider reading walkthroughs cheating? No. No? I don't. Mm, okay. Why?
0: Um, I don't consider it cheating because well let's define cheating right
2: yeah I feel like cheating is like when you're against someone else
0: yeah yeah totally or it's um, It's,
1: it's an, usually an unfair advantage
0: yes or going against the game's natural like like code you know because you can like have cheats at GTA three or four all mm. or, or, or the Gtas um or it's just like give me the tank yeah give me a give me a katana um that's a cheat because you're like you're you're being given stuff for no work. You're not you haven't earned it in the in in you have not gone through the gameplay loop. You have not gone through the unlock process, the the skill point earning. You've just got it because you asked for it because you mm. wanted it. Mm. Um, and then you're right. It's a it, when you're playing multiplayer as well. I would say cheating is then yeah not earning an unfair advantage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wall hacks or. <laughs> or advanced movement, or... Right. Um, like, like even, like, uh, DDoSing someone so that they, they have a shitty internet connection or something like that. Mm. Um, so, in that regard... Yeah, no, I would say walkthroughs in that regard aren't cheating. Mm. Because the only way it's cheating is then in a loose sense of, like, are you cheating yourself of yeah, exactly. the unlock of the experience of discovering odin's yeah, ravens of, in god of war yeah. um or where the collectibles are or like
1: so, i started laughing do you, do you all remember when the whole Sekiro thing was happening about difficulty yeah do you remember that copy pasture about you only cheated yourself that was going around that was like some guy who was like really against the idea of like of a reduced difficulty because like, you didn't earn it, you you only cheated yourself, you cheated the, and it was like, excellent. It was just like, so, so purely terrible. Just like, one <laughs> of, it was one of the worst takes that I'd ever seen. <laughs> and it got shit around a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of what this reminds me of in a, yeah. in a funny way.
0: Yeah. I don't know, what do you guys think?
2: No, I think you're right. I think it's more of an accessibility tool, I suppose.
0: Yeah yeah
2: um, in I feel like it's almost similar to like watching a let's play you wouldn't call that cheating
0: no no you're right I would go into that realm of cheating yourself of the experience like I, I, yeah. I think I've said to you guys that like first time I fully experienced journey was a rooster teeth like playthrough and it was two people talking about completely different things over the top of that game
1: but but that's less that wasn't about the game at that point, anyway. That was just you playing the game while the radio was on.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
1: Um, do yeah, and, you know, just my opinion, yes, I'm sort of in agreement, pretty much. Mm. Um, do you all have experience using guides when you were stuck? Like, do you remember specific, like, times you, like, the first time you used the guide? Because I remember the first time I used the guide. Well, I remember the first two times. Was Kingdom Hearts, one, mm. trying to, like, understand where to go next in a, a, at a couple moments, and also like boss guides against like the Sephiroth fight in Kingdom Hearts yeah. is like notoriously difficult. Yeah, um, and being very young and not very good at the game, I was like, how does anyone beat this? Like, you know, how, how do you? I'm, I'm, I'm attacking him and his health isn't going down, mm. uh, which is actually the fault of the game because his health is going down. But they didn't. Uh, oh, so it was a bug. No, it wasn't a bug. They didn't prepare enough health bars for him, so <laughs> so so there's a, there's actually a health bar which is there, which is going down, but you, but it's not visually represented until you get enough damage that it starts doing the ones that can be represented. Oh wow, it's really weird. Um, but I also remember playing Pokemon Pearl and being not good at Pokemon ever. Yeah, not understanding like how Pokemon really works and getting lost trying to get to the top of Mount Coronet a lot because that was a long fight. That was a long journey all the way up to the top of that thing. Yeah. Um, and getting lost and dying a lot along the way, and accidentally going the wrong way all the way back down to the bottom because I didn't know that I had to come this way. Yeah. Um, so I remember borrowing my friend's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl strategy guide. Yeah. And following that picture by picture. I had that. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's what I was going to say. It's a great book.
2: I think like my first walkthrough would have been like the Pokemon. It might have just been fire red and leaf right. green, the actual strategy guide. And yeah. like sitting there, restarting the game, flipping to page one and be like, All right, where is everything? Here <laughs> like, go. Yeah. And I feel like maybe maybe that is more cheating. Because, like, the, the only reason I really... I didn't use those books to progress. I used those books to find everything that I was missing. So, like, the hidden items and stuff like that.
0: But, like, from the start.
2: From the very start. And, mm-hmm. like, being able to see which Pokemon are in the area so I can catch them as I go. Yeah. Um And stuff like that. I mean, Yeah. May, maybe that is more cheating.
0: That's 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 been my experience that I've enjoyed the most when I played Pokemon, is that sort of dedicated... I'm going... I want to, like, sort of thinking about what team composition I wanted beforehand yeah. and being like, okay because I had the I had the two part. I had the Diamond and Pearl guide and I had the complete Pokédex guide <laughs> for Diamond and Pearl, which is like the second book. So I was like, I was just going through all the things I was like, oh, Garchomp's got great stats. Where do I get the Oh, I can only unlock him in, in the in this one tunnel. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm glad I looked that up because I wouldn't have been able to find the Gible at the start to whatever. Mm. Um say Gible?
1: Gible. 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 Gible.
2: Gible.
0: I Yeah. Gible. Is that what it says in the anime? I don't know. That's how I read it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Gibel. That's my opinion.
0: Hmm. Hmm. If
2: it was Gible, it'd be like G I E or G. No, there's an E at the end. Yeah, but I mean like G I E B L E. Gibel. Yeah. Gibble. Gibel. Gibel. Gible. Gible. Gible.
1: Gible. Gible. <laughs> <laughs> um, and jump <jaro-jompe. laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't know. I've the the Pokemon comes to mind again for like the first guide that I remember using because like that was back when I got Pokemon Yellow, and the instruction booklet actually has like the first like four areas. It's like the first two cities going, th- and then like Viridian Forest. Like, to the end of Viridian Forest. It's mm. like, watch out for the... It was like a mini guide in there, which was awesome. Um, and that was cool, but I don't know. I, it didn't ruin anything for me. And Kinda I kind of wish
2: they did guides like that still. Yeah. I haven't really seen them. Like, I mean, like, you know, total walkthrough guides. Yeah, I guess because everything's on the internet now. Yeah, it's all online. Yeah,
1: To print off a book is, like,
0: expensive. Yeah, totally.
2: But it's nice collector's item. Yeah,
0: I do like them. Yeah, they did it for Breath of the Wild, I remember. And that was a big book. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, now when I use a walkthrough, it's like I've—it's at the point where I finish a game and I've decided to collect all the things, and it's actually not that enjoyable to walk around every area and look in every nook and cranny, and you're never going to find it in a million years.
2: I guess I did that with Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. The the yeah the guidebook, the collector's guidebook had everything in it: mm. and map locations and and. Items and stuff.
0: Was it good having the the physicality?
2: It was really good because that's how I that's how I hundred percent of that game. Yeah, I had to use I used the I was. I, it's kind of you know nice to sit down with a guidebook and flip through it while you're playing a game. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh rather than getting your phone and googling it, you can actually like look in the index and be like, I need to find this. What page is that on? You know. Yeah. I did totally. it with Red Dead Two as well.
0: Nice. Um, and that that's cool as well because they're always really well designed and yeah, quite beautiful.
2: Yeah. Like I would definitely. Definitely pick up guidebooks more with games mm. if they existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. And I guess the reason they don't exist is because people don't use them that much anymore. Yeah.
1: You all remember game facts? And oh yeah. Going on to trying to pick what the best game fact was by like the file size because at the beginning, you know, there was like a crap ton of like ASCII art. Yep. For like the logo of the game, and then it was like all formatted real nice, and you're like, oh yeah, this is this is the game fact for me.
0: Yeah, and they they like subtitle each section with a with a a key. Like mm. it was like a, a number and a letter that they, they only used in that spot. So yeah. you could just search for it and take you right there. Yeah. I remember
1: I remember getting my dad to print off game facts for me because he was using his computer. Yeah. And I used to stand behind him while he's on the computer trying to find the right one. I'm like, oh yeah, that one. It's got like a nice picture on the top and he's printing off like 18 different <laughs> pages and yep. just like handing them to me in black and white. Yeah. Just going through these, like trying to, just going through a physical version of a game fact.
0: Yeah. Hell, hell of a time. There was this one website I found when I was going through the Ratchet and Clank series, um, two and three specifically, and it was called like PlayStation Notebook or something. Right. Um, and basically, it was just the Insomniac and Naughty Dog games on PlayStation. So there were Jack and Daxter walkthroughs. There were um, Ratchet walkthroughs. Um, I was still using it when Uncharted One came out. I was like, oh, right. what's this Uncharted game? Oh, who cares? I don't have a PS3. Um, but I I used to use those a lot because I got stuck in this one section in Ratchet Two. But most of the times I got stuck, it never helped. <laughs> it wasn't comprehensive <laughs> enough. There was this one because there's this like side-scrolling Captain Quark video game in 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 Ratchet Three. Yeah. Um, and there's the you got to collect all the tokens. There's like hundred tokens in each level, and there's this one. There was this one token that was worth ten, and there were like five of them in each level, and there was this one in like the fourth. Chapter that I could never find, and this guide, I followed it through, like through every time I'd like go between the computer and the desk to get to like the next screenshot. I'd be like, okay, that's where I got to get to next, and I'd go over to the to the to the TV, yeah, and then run back over and and I went through it like five times, and this guide never helped me. (laughs) (laughs) I did it eventually, but um, I don't know. I had this this loyalty to this website, which was really well formatted, had pictures and stuff, but it wasn't comprehensive enough. What Was the last time you guys used a walkthrough? Hmm. For me, it was Wolfenstein Two actually to find the contraptions.
2: I googled, well, I googled, I googled the like how to get the Hitler death scene, which doesn't um, really doesn't really count, I don't think. Right. Um,
0: it's more of an Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's probably the last one. Mm. Um. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. I used it for Dungarumpa the other day. Oh yeah. Because like each um, each character. Uh, the gifts you give them there's like maybe 200 gifts so like the gifts you give them are sometimes better and worse so right. looking like which gifts to give this person
0: fair enough
1: I did it for Mortal Kombat just because I wanted to see move lists without pausing the game oh right cool um, I
2: don't know what else I used it for
0: I feel like I haven't used a walkthrough very recently besides sign. like maybe when I platinum Assassin's Creed 2 uh, earlier this year late last year mm. But that's because finding those feathers is way boring.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like stuff like that. That's what I use it for. The stuff that actually isn't fun to do on your own. If the game doesn't tell you and you've got to find it somehow.
2: I guess that's that's the other question, which I think we talked about a bit with like secure It's like, um, is that a failure of the game design if um, you have to use a walkthrough to find something?
0: Yeah, bit, yeah. Yeah. Like like the um, like Dark Souls lore descriptions. In yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah, good. Hmm. Excellent question, as always. Do you next, want
2: next question? Next fortnights?
0: Yeah. yeah. What are we doing next time?
2: Uh, I close the tab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, here we go. We are doing the question that is.
0: <laughs> Do you want a drum roll? No. Okay.
2: What Which game is? have you spent the most time on, and why?
0: Ooh, this one's hard because. Like, Steam counts your numbers, right? But Mm -hmm. Nintendo consoles don't.
1: Mm. PlayStation 2 does not. Switch
0: does. Switch does now, which is good. But... PS4 doesn't either. No. That
2: fucking makes me so mad. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Xbox doesn't.
0: The one that gets me about the Switch one is that it's it's like five-hour increments. It's like, come on. Mm. The time is there. Just give us the number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Excellent. Well, I look forward to answering that and totally thinking about it during the week. Especially when I'm editing Future Carry, I actually remember it this time. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna finish off with some news. The news du jour, and that's news of the day for for uh, uh, news. Okay. I, was, d- I was gonna ask du jour you. French d- okay. the day. Okay. I don't know how to say, and also Tuesday. the previous thirteen days. Yeah. The. No, I'm not even going to bother. It's been a long time since I was learning any type of French. Um,
1: News of the 13 de jour. 13 de jour. Yeah, is that right?
0: <laughs> Minus 13 de jour. Um, we've kind of only got a couple of things to talk about. One of them is weird and lengthy and a bit rabbit-holy, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But there's one I sort of wanted to touch on, which was um, PlayStation's uh, state-of-play uh, video that they do. So PlayStation started in the same year that they have not... They've decided not to go to E3 this year or have any presence around E3 at all. Um, They have started doing uh, Nintendo Direct-like video productions, which I think are great, honestly. Um, It works really well. lets them do lots of mini-announcements throughout the year, sort of drum up a little bit of excitement for specific games, but, you know, not have to blow out with all of this nonsense. I think it works really well. Obviously, Nintendo's found a lot of success with it. Um, So... PlayStation came out with one, I think it, when did it air? Um, May 9th in America. So that would have been May 10th for us. So four or five days ago. Um, it was only 15 minutes, but it was pretty jam packed. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to read through the, uh, the sum up article that's on IGN right now. And that'll give us all a context for it and then we can discuss it afterwards. Um, so this is from Jonathan Dornbush. Um Sony PlayStation's second state-of-play video showcase highlighted a number of new titles and showcased the re-reveal of a long-awaited remake and much more. Um, let's go. Blah, 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 blah. Skipping ahead. After a multi-year absence, Square Enix and PlayStation have re-revealed the long-anticipated Final Fantasy VII remake. It's been a long time since we saw the remake, and particularly since development moved internally to Square Enix. While the teaser proved to be brief, Square Enix promises more to come about the remake in June which would line up nicely with the company's plans for an E3 showcase this year. Um, Should I read through the whole thing or shall we discuss that now while we're, while we're on it?
2: I have, it I have a question about it. Yeah, yeah. let's go now. Um, why is everyone so excited about seeing... Is it, it? Is everyone so excited about seeing this now because we've had silence for so long? Because I feel like, sure, it looks really gorgeous, but also, like, Final Fantasy Advent Children was, like, had most of the characters from that, right? Yeah. Um, And, like, that... Didn't look that much different. I mean, I haven't seen Advent Children* in a while,
0: but so *Final Fantasy 7 might be it. Seriously, might be the most popular *Final Fantasy* game. Yeah, it's 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 like the it's the one yeah. that people talk about in yeah in the mainstream consciousness. Yeah. And so I think I think that's the largest part of it. It's that there's a very large number of people who love this game, mm. um, and it wasn't. It, it's not. It's not like the first time we've heard about it. It was announced. E three twenty fifteen.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, are, are people like super excited about it because we haven't heard much about it since then?
0: Mm. I mean, maybe I think because
2: it's not like it was like announced, but I've seen people lose their minds. I, th- I think it's because
1: <laughs> when the announcement happened. So, Final Fantasy VII was always the one that they said they were never going to do a remake of until they could be sure they would do it right. Mm-hmm. Like they openly said. We're are never gonna do a remake of this game until we know we can do it justice, and so when they announced it, it was very, like uh, like a remake of Final Fantasy VII was in the realm of impossibility in the same sense of like a Half Life and a Kingdom Hearts three. It was like a, oh yeah, I reckon they'll do the Final Fantasy Seven remake this year. Ha, maybe. And it was always like a, it was always part of like E three bingos and stuff. Yeah, right? it yeah, was yeah, never, yeah, yeah. It was never the thing that that was like a, a conscious thing that maybe they will finally announce it. So when they did announce it in 2015, everyone collectively sort of lost their mind.
3: Mm.
1: Final Fantasy VII, I think, when it came out, and after Final Fantasy VII came out as well, for a long time, you could not have a discussion about video games, story, and presentation without talking about it. Mm. I remember listening to a few other podcasts talking about how... A lot of them are happy that Final Fantasy VII doesn't exist as this cornerstone of the game's analysis anymore just because it did for such a long time that people would get, like, upset if you'd never played it. Mm. Um, Right. Like, it would be, like, this thing of, like... If you play a video game, you have to play Final Fantasy VII, and it was like it was a form of like old old style game fans and and critique and gatekeeping of like this is a real game for people who actually play games.
0: Yeah, and it's also it was also in a time where less games were being made.
1: Yeah, and it was you know the beginning of 3D. It told like you know a good story. Yeah. In a really interesting way, and it did a lot of things different. Like you know, it it, it broke some rules of game design which hadn't been broken yet. So when they announced that everyone was like, oh my God, everyone's going to be able to play this game again for the first time. And I think a lot of people went back to it and goes like, ooh, this game aged really weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, But like, because 7 has su- had such a mess of
0: development,
1: because we've already seen gameplay. Like gameplay has already been released years ago.
0: Well, yeah, they. so they announced it in E3 that year of 2015 and then it was uh, like it, it was PSX. Year? Yeah, tw- it was, 2016. Was, no, 2015. It was 2015
1: no 2016 psx i'm i'm pretty sure it was 1 year later
0: oh really yeah oh okay that will be a year and a half
1: it, yeah it, it it was a bit time i, I, I could be wrong but anyway, yeah I, and yeah then they showed gameplay and they showed like it was very brief it was like maybe 30 seconds entirely of gameplay half of it was walking around the other half was fighting and it was, you know, it, people could see that they were not doing turn-based combat then they were doing...
0: Uh, More like Final Fantasy XV or Kingdom Hearts action. Yeah, like,
1: yeah it, it, was an action, it was an action combat game. And because there was a lot of discussion of whether or not they were going to keep the turn-based combat because, you know, that game came out in oh, 1997. Hmm. Uh, and so when they show gameplay then... I don't know, I didn't really hear much of it like I did this time and i think it's such a reaction this time because everyone no one had any idea what was happening with this game yeah like it was being developed by multiple studios doing different parts of the game and f- everything internally about that game was like it's not going well it turns out squareenix don't really know how to easily make a final fantasy game anymore yeah you know there was always stories of 15th development considering it was originally 14 verses or 13 f- 13, 13, 13, 13 verses versus. rather um, you know, 14 is an entirely different game altogether and, you know, I, I'm wondering if seven is using unreal or if, or if it's using 15's engine.
0: Yeah. Who knows? Mm. I mean, I think they would be silly not to use 15's engine.
1: I think they would be silly not to use unreal just to get the game out. If like, I've heard nothing, but it's a nightmare to work for 15's engine.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Um,
1: which is one of the reasons, like uh, like uh, many reasons, that they cancelled some of the fifteen DLC. DLC, but like one of them was because it was just a nightmare to work, to have a workflow in that engine.
0: Oh, right, that makes a lot of sense. So, so it was it was six months later after E three. It was fifteen it, Dece- December twenty fifteen. They showed the gameplay, and I remember when they did it was very. Um, it was very heavily asterisked. Mm. Like, everyone was like, hey, everyone, this is work in progress. This is early. We're going to maybe redesign it. Who knows? But here
1: you go. It reminded me of the first time we saw 13 versus gameplay. Like, way back when there was like this giant set piece inside of a building or something that was falling. And it looked really, really awesome and like not at all what the actual game was no. like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if the initial gameplay we've seen of 13 is at all representative of what.
0: I mean, we all we've 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 all been in development, the three of us, but also just people in the industry. We've all seen games change from oh, early yeah, to late, and,
1: and that's fine. It's just more about like it's, you know, how much of it has changed. Like, yeah, it's, totally. It's, you know, I, 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 this is this is a little bit related. Have you all seen what the re- initial re- reveal trailer for Borderlands looks like? No. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not cel shaded. <laughs>
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. They added that later. Wow, that's incredible. And the game looks dull as shit. I'll bet it does. Because lo- that was that was that was that was prime time for the brown era.
1: Yeah. And it looks brown <laughs> as hell. It just looks like sand and dirt. Yeah. Um. And they added the they added cell shading after they had already had a reveal game, a wow. reveal video.
0: That's intense.
1: Um. So yeah, g- games totally change. But yeah, I think. I think the reason everyone's having a reaction to 7 now is because we haven't seen it for so long and people were worried about the development but also everyone's reactions to it has not always been just like I'm so excited for this. Everyone's reaction has been like yeah, I'll kind of play that again.
0: Like people are ready for it.
1: Well, They're ready to see what that game is like again yeah. in the sense of like having, a, having to critique this game in 2019 or 2020 mm. with the leaps and bounds that games have made since. Yeah, totally. Um, because when people go back to critique the, critique the original seven now, it's like oh, it's kind of kind of all right.
0: Yeah, it's aged.
1: Yeah, but like not even gameplay level, as in like story level. It's like yeah, right. you know, and, and thematically
0: So it looks lucky. freaking gorgeous. It looks yeah, great. It, it looks incredible. Mm. And I'm. It looks incredible. Yeah, like just the way the characters move, the um, the mocap as well. For the, just. Watching them talk was... It was great. Watching them be was awesome. But, yeah. like, um, seeing how far those cutscenes were along, I didn't I didn't take in much of the gameplay, but I want to look at it again to see sort of what the gameplay looked like. Um, it gives me... I, I, I reckon if they're showing trailers like this now, I reckon they're on the right track. I reckon they're, they're, they're... This is sort of like the first re-reveal. I reckon it'll be out in the next 18 months.
1: Yeah. We are talking about Square Enix, yeah.
0: I know, but, like... They've got, sorry, they've got, Um, it just tends to be the way it is. By the time you're showing definitive gameplay, not asterisked or anything, just like, hey, this is what it looks like. They've been silent. Now they've decided to come out with something. I think it's a, it's a conscious move and they've been working on it for long enough. I think they come, they, it, it's happening. Um, something important to mention as well is that they are still releasing it episodically. Um, so I don't know what that looks like, partly because I haven't played 7.
1: Um, I, I, I honestly thought that we we're going to change that. I, I'm, I, I thought so
0: too. Yeah. Um, with how long they've been working on it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: Square doesn't seem to like
0: Episodic. Well, it didn't work for them with Hitman.
1: It worked for Hitman. It didn't work for their expectations of Hitman. Exactly. Yeah.
0: think it'll
2: make them more money though?
0: Maybe. Maybe. Because maybe it just gets people in earlier. While they're still developing the game, don't know, mm-hmm.
1: p- people don't like it. They're not going to keep buying it as a thing. They need, a, they need to Maybe nail it. Maybe that's
0: why they're making sure that people are going to like it.
1: I mean, like, I mean, you know, you'd think they would sort of try and do that with all games. Isn't <laughs> <the thing>? like, <laughs> it's, it, you know, it's one of those things to to say it, but to Quite actually get dumb. it done, it's like
0: that's a. Well, it's hard, right? Like, it, if it's anyone, so if hard. everyone could do it, everyone would be doing it. Yeah,
1: mm.
0: yeah. It's, but it's also weird
1: because you know it's a. Final Fantasy VII initially is broken up by fast traveling between locations, and that hasn't sort of really been Final Fantasy's mo in the past few years. You know, Fifteen was an open world game. How like wh- how are they gonna break it up by like, you know, the first chapter is gonna be the opening city. I forgot what the name of it is. Midgar. Midgar. Is it? Is the first chapter gonna be Midgar? Is it gonna be like Midgar and something else?
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna break it up. But I I think they'd be silly to change the formula too much. They've changed the combat. They've changed how it fundamentally no, the like combat a- the gameplay works. But like I don't think they're gonna be able to change like um story structure or anything like that oh, in yeah, no, flashback. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm not saying that, but I mean I don't know. It's just it's a hell of a job to pull off.
0: <laughs> the, you'll you'll believe it when you see it. The, the <laughs> development
1: of this game has just got me scratching my head about like it's Final Fantasy VII. Like, th- the game structurally exists. In a sense, how did it go this wrong? Mm-hmm. Right. How right. Did, You've how, already got the template. Like, how did this? Like, how did the management of this game get so fucked up that they had to remove development from a bunch of different? Why did they so- Why did they outsource different chapters to different studios anyway? Yeah. Surely that would create such like a cohesion nightmare.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Well, I and mean, we saw something like that happening with um, the Metro. Metroid, um, Metroid Four, mm. with with um, Nintendo splitting the development mm. and then deciding, "Hey, this isn't working." So yeah, I know it's interesting. I'm hopeful as always with most games, where it's like, "Hey, if it's gonna be great, I'll play it." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll move on quickly. This, it was a, it was a brief um, state of play. It was a brief presentation. So Medieval remake gets a release date. Uh, Medieval is coming just in time for Halloween this year. As Sony announced the remake of Medieval will be released exclusively for PS4 on October 25th. The remake is being developed by other Ocean Interactive. You guys gonna play it? I didn't know next to nothing about this game. Yeah. Do you either of you know this game from PS1 days? Uh, I remember the PSB version. Okay, that's it. Yeah. I. know. I honestly. People
1: don't know like it. Yeah. I, I, people like it. I don't know anyone that does there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it, it's not Crash Bandicoot.
0: Looking at the video of it, it looked a little... Janky. It looked like a little PS1-y. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked like... In the same way that Spyro and Crash, you know, you can look at those games, the remasters, it'd be like, hey, th- I mean, this looks great, but you're still using, you know, 1990s game design. Mm. This looked like that, the way they were jumping and like, mm-hmm. slashing and stuff like that. It looked, it looked old, but pretty. Mm. So we'll see. I don't know. Good that, on them for doing it. That's also taking forever.
1: They're pushing that game harder than I thought they would
0: I mean yeah I don't mm, I mean, it's, know it's, it's a Sony first party title they, oh, what, else, what? why wouldn't they I know
1: but like I feel like they're pushing it as much as Activision is pushing Crash Team Racing and
2: I no I'm so keen for that though <laughs> yeah but I mean
0: like
1: it's also just like it's just Crash Team Racing it's not it's not Crash Bandicoot it's,
2: it's not no, but
0: it's, I played Crash a lot Crash. of people love CTR yeah
2: I played more Crash Team Racing than I did Crash Bandicoot okay Inspire honestly. I suppose it's
1: got more replayability.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. It was, that was a big, big game. For, like the, for the people who had it, they loved it. I'm so right.
2: excited for it. I'm so excited. Do I get it on PS4 or Switch there? That's a real question.
0: Both. Switch. It's Switch, right? It's, yeah. it's Switch. You want to play it in bed. I want to in bed. Then you can bring it
2: to parties. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: Uh, so moving on, we have uh, Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion. Um, See,
2: this one's about, This makes me want to play Astana
0: again. Yeah, me too. I, I'm... I was, always, I was interested in that game when it came out. I think... Uh, if we got a crew together, I'd be I'd be down.
2: Yeah, on PS4?
0: No. I'd, I'd Y'all are on PS4. Uh, I, I don't have PS Plus. Also, it runs like us on PC, though. What did for me? It runs on... Let's all okay. go. Let's go PS4. But we could do that.
2: Why do you not have PS Plus? I mean,
0: know. It's lapsed and it's money. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Um, I had it for a while. A long while.
2: Yeah. No, I think someone pitched this to me the other day. Um, I think it was Billy and... It just, yeah, it was like, I'm in. I'm in.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, this could be like Destiny was for us a couple of years ago now. Have fun. I don't, yeah. like, that. I don't like that game.
2: Do you don't like Monster Hunter? No. Mm.
0: You couldn't have fun with us? I mean, you only played for like an hour and a half.
1: I played a bit more than that. I, I played it right hour up. And 45 minutes. played up right to the threshold of where I could return it. It's
2: Did you have Steam. someone to play it with though? You play it by yourself? No, but
1: I don't like the game play.
0: Do you not like it or have you not learned it? Both. Do. I, um, found it, I
2: found it very hard. Yeah, that's what I've...
0: It's a very idiosyncratic game mm. in terms of its combat. Like, from what I've noticed, it's like untraditional combat style. Like, yeah. you have to learn it.
1: I don't, I, I don't know. I don't like the style of that. Like, like, that... I like a lot of fantasy and I love a lot of sci-fi. But that specific section of, like, new... But, like, you know, there's there's some future tech, but it's like... Through that midi sort of medieval, but mm. like you know they've got armor, Steampunk yeah. Like like it's like there's a very specific subsection that that lies in that li- that yeah. lay in
0: and Final Fantasy sort of dabbles in it sometimes.
1: Sometimes, but they've also always got like spaceships and stuff, or like like you know airships, airships like yeah. giant metal airships. Whereas this is like you know wind powered airships, yeah. and I like it, that's the only section of fantasy that really puts me off. Right, no idea why. That's fair. Um, But I also didn't have a lot of fun with, like, something about when you hit a monster with the sword and the sword sort of goes through it as if it's making some heavy impact, but the monster's not, like, specifically reacting to it. Yeah. Made me go, not my thing.
0: So, uh, despite its snowy appearances, Monster Hunter World's major Iceborne expansion will be hitting before winter in North America this year. Capcom confirmed the Monster Hunter World Iceborne expansion release date. It will be hitting PS4 and Xbox One on September 6th, September 6th, 2019, with a PC release this, quote, winter, which is our, like, December through February. So, our summer. For all you Aussies and Southern Hemisphereites out there. Yeah, I'm down to play that game. Like mm. uh, just. Briefly, as well, uh, Predator Hunting Grounds was announced for 2020. Uh, developer IllFonic announced Predator Hunting Grounds, an asymmetrical multiplayer experience that will see one group of players in control of a fire team, while another player will control the predator.
2: So uh, f- evolve.
0: Yes, or Friday the 13th. Fir- f- mm. Friday the 13th.
1: Mm. Did they lose their rights the rights
0: to Friday the 13th? There's a lawsuit going on for Friday the 13th at the moment with the with the company like the the person who like created it is suing the movie company so the movie company said hey you can't do any more work on this game they they, they had to cancel production on the ongoing support for that game which was a big shame because it was when when Friday the 13th launched it had a lot of troubles because they were a really small studio that just managed to get this license and then they were just managing they just changed over engines they were just getting ready to like have this roadmap and then the lawsuit hit and Mm. they had to railroad the whole project um, so this is the same developer um making Predator Hunting Grounds.
1: I'm more interested in this than I am in
2: Is this sorry, is this Predator like the movie? Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm more interested in this than I am in Friday thirteenth because I think Predator's a more interesting villain than
0: Yeah, and Jason like more Hardy's. interesting to like like play, right? Mm-hmm. Like cool yeah. tech and Yeah,
1: that's what I mean. Like he's got right. cool abilities and, you know, like the whole three dot eyes while he's cloaking is like a very awesome
0: I uh, don't. Predator is a very cool,
1: very very well designed. Yeah. Uh, enemy.
0: Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad he'll find that. Um.
1: They should make a Godzilla game.
0: Godzilla. They should
1: make it. They should make evolve, but it's Godzilla license. With <laughs> with all, the, all all of these. He's too big. No, no, but like with like his like you know not movie Godzilla. I mean like just big Godzilla. And then, all right, hear me out. Godzilla. Cross Attack on Titan.
2: Wait, so not the
1: characters' Attack on Titan, but like the the feel of like that they're fucking swinging around, yeah, and shit. yeah. with big swords.
2: Yeah, all right. There's already an Attack on Titan game, though. I know,
1: but not that because that game doesn't look Two. good.
2: Two games,
0: they came out very quick. Um, so after that, they also announced Riverbond, which is a, um, a, a neat voxel art dungeon crawler. It's got all these cameos from games like Shovel Knight and Enter the Gungeon and Lovers in a Dangerous Spacetime, <laughs> developed by Coco Cumber. That's right. That's a great name. Yeah, cute. I really like that. Coming to PS4 this summer, our winter. So basically now. Um, and they also <laughs> showed uh, a way a survival series or something. It was, it was like this little flying squirrel, um, game. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, like a, but it was like a, not a, was it a real animal?
0: Yeah, no, it was, it was like a sugar glider.
1: Okay. I didn't know if it was a real animal or if it was like a mixture of two animals and I didn't. Yeah, no, it was a real animal. Okay, I'd never seen that
0: I almost thought it was a a sequel to, um, Shelter. You know, that one where you're like a family of badgers and you've got to keep your Mm. your little ones safe. Do
1: you remember, do you remember Wild? No. game made by the person who was making
0: Beyond Good and Evil 2. What, David Cage?
1: No. What? What? David <laughs> Cage? Beyond
0: Good and Evil. Oh, my bad. Yeah, the other French guy. Oh, I don't know. Um, Yves Gilmore. No, no, The other French the guy. The other
1: French guy. <laughs> um, I shared the trailer for Wild when of them. Okay. That game got announced a long, long fucking time ago promised a lot of things yeah apparently he's still gonna make it at some point point. <laughs> <And> then it's like <laughs> what
0: um and then finally they also announced a days of play limited edition playstation 4 which
2: so the steel one yeah it's, mm. the, it's the it's
0: the it's the it's the brushed steel version um
1: looks nice mm.
3: it
0: does look nice although the problem is it looked way nicer in the like like half the reveal because yeah. they had all these like colors going over it was like oh was it this pearlescent chromatic sort of deal and then they revealed it and it was just straight up silver it was like oh yeah Ah, oh, well <laughs> it looks great I think I think it does have looking at it here it's got the um it's got the triangle circle x square symbols across the top um which actually looks quite nice as a just general design rather than it being blank across the whole top face mm. um so yeah good. Okay. That was the state of play. Um, excited to see more from Final Fantasy VII to to finally see how this wraps itself up.
1: Yeah, I, I had no idea they were going to even show Final Fantasy. I like I spoke about it with my friends. Like, oh, do not think they're going to show Final Fantasy? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I assumed they were going to wait until E3, but they said... Uh, did they announce that it was going to be at,
0: at, at Square's conference? But They hadn't announced, they had announced it yet. It, okay. That was the announcement.
1: I wonder if they'll still be at... Square's Unix conferences. If it's a Square's conference, I'm confident it's going to come out in in eighteen months. It's going. Oh, oh. if they because this could, this could have. Well, also, they
0: have a conference. They'd be dumb not to put it there. They didn't put it there for the past three. <laughs> yeah, years. no, but they hadn't announced any. They didn't put it anywhere for the last three years. That's what I mean. No, but like saying that it's going to be on around E3 and then. If they didn't put it there, like that would be ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, is in like, but have they announced that anything is going to be shown?
0: Yes, no, that was part of the whole thing. They okay. said more is going to be shown during June.
1: Okay, right. All right, cool. Like,
0: um, they gave uh, a day, like June 11th or something. What if
1: they did that Kingdom Hearts thing again where they have like a Final Fantasy concert and then they show it at the Final Fantasy concert and then not show it at E3? Do you remember when they did that? Yeah. They I had do. a Kingdom Hearts like orchestra yeah. happening the same time as E3. They showed like a trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3 at yeah. the concert and then didn't put it on their fucking E3 stage. That's
0: right. Was that last year?
1: That was two years ago. Okay. That was fucking strange.
0: We'll see. Maybe this will be square turning it around or being exactly the same as always. Um, Jeremy, you've been over this a bit more than I have, but over the last couple of weeks, uh, Randy Pitchford, who is the CEO of Gearbox Entertainment Software, I think is the really? name.
1: What I can't believe you're gonna fuck me like this, Gary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Randy Pitchford, during the announcement of Borderlands Three, has been quite vocal on Twitter. It's been really quite bizarre.
1: Well, he's always been vocal on Twitter,
0: and this starts. It's almost. It's also got this weird. I feel the context for this is also that three months ago, four months ago, we were reading about an article. We're reading an article about him as. Um, he was, alleged, he was being, um, uh, there were alleged accusations against him of him siphoning money into his own accounts. $12 um, million
1: dollars specifically.
0: Yeah. Important from, number. From a, uh, a disgruntled former lawyer and friend of his. And it went super public and there was this weird story about a USB drive that he left in a medieval times and it had porn on it. And they had to go into like descriptive details about how it wasn't like child porn and it was really weird. Um, so that's the context for this. And then it sort of started with Troy Baker, um, saying that he wasn't reprising his role that he had in um, Tales from the Borderlands in the Telltale series. Who
2: was Troy Baker in that? Was the main it? character. Okay, as in Reese. Reese. Okay, Reese. Yeah, yeah.
0: Who is Handsome Jack? The voice actor? Yeah, no idea.
2: Who is Handsome Jack?
1: I thought that was Troy Baker as well.
0: No.
2: I. I do not care about Borderlands. No. Neither. neither do I really. One bit. Damon Clark. I have I have a lot of friends um, and like mutuals on Twitter that are in love with Borderlands. Yeah, right. And it's almost ruined it for me. <laughs> I think like everyone's so Why horny. Why do you play the game? <laughs> everyone's so horny for handsome Jack. I just, it's, I'm done.
1: He's also just like a bad written character. Everyone froths he th- him. He's so mimi. He's yeah. so. Yeah.
2: Isn't that just Uh, borderlands though?
1: Yeah. Yeah, but like he's specifically like he has this style of being written where it's like it's like someone wrote like someone on Reddit wrote a comment about what their dream meetup for Deadpool and Spider Man would be like.
0: (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of
2: sense. My inside shriveled up. Yeah, right. And and
0: (laughs) that's how he
1: speaks. It's like unicorns and burritos as like a punchline.
0: Yep. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, I sorry. think that's fair. I I haven't. I've played a lot of Borderlands One when it, it was cheap and my friends had it. But that was that was just a fun time to play with my friend. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, you and I tried playing Borderlands Two. What was that like? Six months ago now. Yeah. We were uh, so
1: bored. A, a little over six months. Yeah. I remember how quickly we were like, fuck this, actually. Yeah, we were just I, like,
0: do you want to play something else? And we were like, yeah. I bought the Handsome else.
2: Jack collection. Yeah. Um, and like tried to play it. I think it was number two. It was number two.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, And like, I, yeah, I got maybe like two hours into it. I'm like, I'm not having fun.
0: Yeah. There's so much walking around empty space. And even though you're getting hundreds of guns a minute or whatever, you're never getting ones that you actually like. Yeah. And, uh, and there's just,
1: just like jokes that are just bombing at you. Yeah um and it's i mean like and like you know i think borderlands 1 came out at a very interesting time of like co-op on a on that console generation was like at a low and then borderlands Mm. came out created this experience where two people can just jump in and jump out and had a great time
0: and honestly it was unique at the time too people Mm. hadn't seen that sort of style i had
2: at the time um I had friends that were playing it on PC, and I remember for schoolies we went to uh, down to the beach, and they like all three of them bought their rigs, right. like their whole PCs wow. to play in the lounge room. Wow, that's <laughs> intense. So like, I'm sure there's something there for people. Yeah, Maybe totally. Maybe it's not fast.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I didn't know we all didn't like it. That was, that's interesting. Um, wow. Pardon that's of me. Incredibly
2: rude.
0: My laptop is now muted. So our our our, <laughs> our critical opinions of the series aside,
1: um. it sort of fits though because like Randy Pitchford yeah. is such a weird guy. And it sort of fits in line with a lot of what Borderlands is. Because Borderlands is always trying to be, like, sort of like this weird and wacky thing. Yeah. You know, it's just jokes. And Claptrap is, like, the worst thing to happen in games since, like, loot boxes. And People love Claptrap, man. God, yeah, people also like Rick and Morty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're on oh, fire today. Sick burns. man. <laughs> if we had any audience, we might be losing half there of them There are so right many now.
1: funny things happening in the world that you can go and consume. Why do you have to... Anyway, so... <laughs> like... Randy Pitchford,
0: Randy, so yeah. So Randy Pitchford, it sort of started like three weeks ago when Troy Baker said he wasn't reprising his role as Reese. Yeah, and they had this back and forth, and it was like Randy said, "Oh, we reached out, but you know he they didn't get back to us. Oh well." And then Troy was like, "That's absolutely not true. I wasn't reached out to. You. I would have said yes in a heartbeat." So something's happening on your end. So it was this weird, really weird, really really weird public back and forth that was just kind of ugly.
1: Actually, no. Before this was the Game Informer story.
0: No, no, because this is before the before uh, before the Borderlands three reveal. Before the reveal, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. No, it's all good. Um, that's why I mentioned it first. Right. Gotcha. Um, and and then so that was that that happened. It sort of fizzled out. Yeah, it wasn't
1: much of a story. It was more just like, oh, that's really weird. It was really weird.
0: Yeah. And then, do you want to you want to take the uh, the the okay. Game Informer stuff after they did the official reveal?
1: Gotcha. So they did the official reveal. of Borderlands three. Um, which was rumoured and I think leaked a little bit through like an, like an online real ta- retailer that it was coming. Yeah,
0: and they like announced the reveal as well. Yeah, like
1: they put out that poster of like three E's or something and a three with the Borderlands logo or something. Um, and then the reveal event happened. And first of all, the reveal event was not good. No? <laughs> no, it was very awkward. Like, Randy's on stage doing the reveal, which I think is the funniest thing in the world for, like, the CEO to do the reveal of his yep. game. Because usually it's, like, you know, the lead designer or just, like, a...
0: Or they come out for, like, three minutes and hand it off.
1: Yeah, like, they'll introduce it or they'll get introduced at the end saying, you know, thanks to all our fans. But it's usually someone who's, like, a presenter that will do it. Um, But no, Randy Ra- Randy helmed it. Um, and they had, like, uh, Darrell Stevens on stage to, like, Play the game or something, but I think she was just picked from the crowd. But she's also like a well-known Jessica Jessica Negri type cosplayer. Yeah, that like, and she she was obviously invited to the event because most people I think were. But they they did like a pick from the crowd and they picked her. But I couldn't. I don't think she knew that she was supposed to be on stage. Oh, it was, that's weird. It was really odd. Like you know, it could have they they could have just staged it and told her what what, what they're going to do beforehand. Yeah. But I I don't I couldn't tell if she knew what was going on. Um. And. Then they did the reveal and so Randy Pitchford was on stage. Let me just quickly pull up the Game Informer, like the actual article in question of the like trash fire that happened after on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So the headline of this article that is on Twitter, of Game Informer's Twitter, is despite QBox CEO Randy Pitchford's comments about no microtransactions in Borderlands 3 during today's live stream, we've been told cosmetic items are still purchasable. And... The article sort of just goes online, it goes on like it, the article since been updated to say that 2K has sent an, a statement confirming that cosmetic items will be for sale in Borderlands Three. Yeah, so so like that was th- the gist of it. So CEO Randy Pitchford took the stage and told the audience that the upcoming game quote won't have microtransactions.
0: Yay!
1: To which everybody got, everybody was clapping and saying yeah, no microtransactions, even though there are.
0: Even though um, there are. There are. Because you can buy a cosmetics. Yes.
1: Um, he was focusing the thing about saying, you know, we'll, we will do DLC, but that also is separate to micro microtransactions of mm. cosmetics, which mm. are microtransactions. Randy then replied to the Game Informer article. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Come on, no. guys. Shitty clickbait headline. Literally seconds before I said that, I made it very clear we're going to do more cosmetic stuff like we did in Borderlands 2. You know, I was talking about premium currency and loot boxes kind of stuff not being in our game. He then replied to that tweet again saying, why you guys would fuck me on this is beyond me, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Which (laughs) became a thing that everybody said over Games Twitter and it's a very, very funny statement to just have from a CEO towards a like, a journalism site. Like, it's not even, like, the writing. Like, not even the writer. No, just the the Twitter account. The the Twitter account for Game Informer, which I'm pretty sure doesn't reply to tweets usually. Yeah, right. Um,
0: And and it's for all of us to see. Yeah.
1: Mm. Um, Someone then replied to Randy Pitchford, who is also a writer. Um, He said, a straightforward yes or no question to Randy Pitchford. Can I buy with real money any kind of items in Borderlands 3? He then said, as I said at the live event, we will be working on a big campaign DLC and we will probably also offer additional cosmetics just as we did in Borderlands 2. What we will not do is free-to-play style microtransactions, no premium currency, loot boxes, etc. Context matters. I just said no loot boxes and reasonable people in context understand exactly what I meant, but some nitwits can say about Borderlands is oh my god. littering with loot boxes. Anyone can clickbait anything by missing context and failing to respect obvious intent. Oh
0: my god, it's so insulting. <laughs> so,
1: Andy McNamara quote tweeted the Game Informer article which Randy had replied, saying in my opinion, you can't say no microtransactions when there's microtransactions and then be angry. We made a tweet focusing on that angle. Apologies if you don't like the despite uh, then mentioning Randy Pitchford. It clarifies what we feel is a misleading comment, which the story lays out clearly. Yes, cosmetics have no influence on gameplay, but they are indeed microtransactions. Many free-to-play games I use that as their only money, as their only only monetize- monetization. I feel the comments about my team, and our outlet are uncalled for, and I back our reporting in this case.
0: Very professional. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, Andy McNamara has been around for a long, long time. Is,
0: is head of Game Informer? What uh, Editor-in-chief of Game Informer. Okay. Has been for a long time. Yeah, I see.
1: Randy replies, I cannot believe that your response here is doubling down on an implication made in the tweet that I was being misleading. Watch the stream for yourself. I was doing the opposite of being misle- misleading. This was the most transparent... Shut this up. was the most <laughs> transparent preview event I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Andy, I'm doing the best we've ever done
1: before. I think think this is also hilarious because it's Randy and Andy. Um, Andy replies to Randy. Clear would be a statement like, quote, we have microtransactions, but they are cosmetic and don't affect gameplay. That's my opinion. Calling us names doesn't seem constructive. I'm sorry, we disagree. Randy replies to Andy. Very professional. Randy replies to Andy. I said exactly that, but in reverse. I literally... (laughs) (laughs) I I literally said we are doing campaign DLC and cosmetics but not free to play the no microtransactions was obviously additive to the free to play comment the record of prior Borderlands games are all a part of the context you know this
0: you know this you know this oh Um, my god it's so petty it's so ugly it goes on I love it (laughs) (laughs) it's not done drama drama
1: Randy replied to Andy, Call, quote calling you names, you guys called me a liar, I need to know, is your position
0: here that I lied? I need to know, it's like a bad breakup, yeah. it's like, why did you say that, I need to know,
1: <laughs> please. Andy replies to Randy, no one called you a liar, we are saying the message is confusing and we wrote a story to clarify it. Tell me what in the story is wrong and we will correct it. Give us a statement, I want accurate reporting but we are allowed to have a view and an opinion that I have tried to clearly lay out in our stance." Oh my goodness. Randy goes on. Not to specifically reply, but puts out a. Where he is Put it? out a memo. <laughs> he didn't put out a memo. He put out a. So he he quote tweeted that tweet saying, "Tell me what is wrong, and we will correct it." it gives a statement. Randy then does an eighteen tweet thread. Oh no! Oh, oh no! I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read out all of it. But basically, he goes along saying, "I am proud of our record in of good and will." Sorry, blah blah blah. I'm proud of our record of goodwill and best in class customer value with our main games and DLC we added as our fans demanded more content. Talks about Borderlands three being consistent with what players are expecting, talks about the preview event. But sort of goes on like he's saying he's saying it in the context of like I stood on stage in front of a live audience and press and streamers and an online audience of hundreds of thousands of gamers to share the first ever play of Borderlands
3: three.
0: Okay.
1: After an hour-long presentation with live Honest Gameplay, we invited our live audience to play unguided for 90 minutes of free play live. He's just sort of talking about the event for like a few tweets. He's
0: like, I did good. Somebody tell me I did a good thing.
1: I talked about our commitment to, for example, continue support of our local split co-op and offline play. I made a commitment that Borderlands would be supported after launch. Our post-launch plans are in flux, our are in flux as we are finishing the main game.
0: He's just talking about the game now.
1: He is. And then he says, our post-launch plans are in flux, but I made a commitment that Borderlands 3 would not pursue free-to-play style monetization. He then says, I believe Game Informer to have a clear understanding of what was done in Borderlands 2 and that it can clearly differentiate it from what is done in free-to-play games. I believe Game Informer should be in a great position to offer clarity. I trust and believe you, Andy, that Game Informer's intent was to clarify, not confuse. I agree with the words you chose I agree with the words I chose on stage, left the room for them to be cons- construed towards confusion, like Game Informer's pot- I like Game Informer's potential to avoid such confusion. I know you were objective enough to see how the words that Game Informer Twitter authors chose to lead some Game Informer readers to take meaning that oh Game Informer was calling me out as being misleading. Ellipses, lying uh
0: so basically
1: it he goes on and he doesn't give any any sort of information that's actually not already known right he does he honestly doesn't mention the fact that there are cosmetics in this tw- in this 18 tweets um. He then ends it with, uh, "Any help you can offer to help your readers to see Borderlands Three fairly and see me as you know me would be deeply appreciated." As always, you can reach me at any time. I have always been naturally sincere and transparent with you both, on and off the record. Thanks, Andy. That was that. Uh, that was the eighteenth tweet. Thanks, Randy. Thanks, Andy. Oh, yeah. As in thanking Andy yeah, th- from thanking Randy. Andy. Yes, thanking Andy from Randy. <laughs> um, someone then replied to this tweet with a fake screenshot of his tweet saying slash 19 and then saying there are microtransactions in Borderlands Uh 3. But yeah, it it doesn't offer any clarification. He was basically sort of just still upset and 18 is a lot of tweets. It's very
2: uh, childish. Yeah. I don't understand people that can't apologize. Like you'd be like, I don't think that way, but I'm sorry that you thought that way. Yeah. And or like... Let
0: me clear, clear it up for you. Like, Oh, I see how it could be done this way.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know like why you would... I mean, obviously, Randy's a very... Uh, he's a character. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd, he's I'd, a Borderlands character. <laughs> I'd, why would you dig a hole deeper? Like, yeah. why would you just say like, look, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, he he felt so attacked. I think by yeah. this like it, yeah. was like it was like it was like, as if it was an attack on his character yeah like there's more tweets here which i didn't even see before this is in regards to the initial tweet i'm just so hurt right now andy this is from randy i've swallowed so much shit for so many years of folks on your side of the industry profiting off and making me out as if i'm some kind of profit-only gamer exploiting liar you know me i've dedicated my entire life to entertaining people after five years of beating back suits pressuring me to pr- premium currency and loot boxes in this game and getting fucked by you now was one of the most <laughs> hurtful things I've ever experienced. <laughs> it, oh fuck, my like that's
2: like, I've been Game Informer did nothing. <laughs> like, no, <laughs>
0: like, like they put an honest report. Like it, it was good reporting. It um, was because Randy said there are no microtransactions, and also you can buy cosmetic items in our game. Yeah, There's like, those are microtransactions, and, and, and it's not a big deal.
2: Mm, it's not. He's made it out to be.
1: And yeah, and so like in, in other tweets, yes, he does say things like, "I love gaming informer cares to work to inform and in clarity. They are great for our industry and their readers." Blah blah blah. I was just troubled by the words that they use. Blah 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 blah. And it's like he's this close to just saying fake news. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh right. Right? I don't understand why he feels so personally attacked by it. Then feels it's his responsibility to say something about it on Twitter personally. And then continue to respond. Like, why... I don't understand why this particular CEO isn't one that isn't, like, held back. Like, I feel like any other CEO that is ever in a public forum is constantly, like, shackled by their PR team. Mm -hmm. Like... Like, we will control your finger on this keyboard. Why does this guy s- all of a sudden yeah. have to say so much so unrestrainedly?
1: And it's also like, I think part of it is because he doesn't have a board of like uh, shareholders and stakeholders. Like, yeah. Gearbox is a privately owned company. Um, Gearbox weren't the ones to send the statement to Game Informer. That was 2K. Oh, wow. Um, so that's that's important to note. But like, I'm, like, I'm looking at the initial article, like the, the one that sparked all of this. You know, it was a... It's a well-written article. It says all the facts. It's also like the most basic form of news reporting. Like it is yeah. it, it is a it is a well-structured five-paragraph, probably about 400-word piece of news writing. Yeah,
0: it probably took someone like 10 minutes to it, write. It
1: really did not take very long to write. It's not inflammatory, it's not aggressive. Mm. It was literally like they looked at the story, they found a piece of information which they thought was a little bit misleading. Mm. Well, not a little bit. It was misleading.
0: Mm, it conflicted with what Randy was saying. Yeah, like
1: it, it. It had it had conflicted messaging, and they and they spoke about how there was, you know, there's a possibility for it to be intentionally misleading. And it's like as if it's as if Randy has never looked at a news article that has gone from the bottom to the top in terms of reading a press release. <laughs> like like as if. As if putting the thing, because they they tried to sort of, I have a feeling they sort of tried to hide it in like one of the further down paragraphs, which people are less likely to read in a statement. Mm. And they did the basic form of like, it's called like inverted pyramid, like news writing, right? Um, where fill
0: it with fluff and yeah, you and won't then, see the actual meat of it.
1: Yeah, like and like if you if you read like it is common practice for journalists to read a press release from the bottom to the top in terms of paragraph structure. Mm. To try and find the details that they, that possibly could have tried to be buried. Yeah. That they need to put out, but tried to bury. So.
0: It's it's super weird. It's so bizarre. <laughs> I mean, that after this, this there was the this whole. The, this isn't even the end of the story. I know there was this whole pay dispute that happened with the voice actor who played Claptrap in the previous games. Yes. Um. It was this whole thing about how. He wasn't coming back because there was a pay dispute and people were upset about that. And then Randy felt took it upon himself to then come back personally again about it for whatever reason. Um, I've actually got a, a, a sum up here from games, gamesindustry.biz. Um, so let's see what I've... Because, what, I don't know. It, so this is written by James Batchelor, UK editor at gamesindustry.biz. Claptrap voice act, actor accuses Randy Pitchford of assault and pay dispute. Um, More controversy has arisen around Borderlands 3 After it's been revealed that one of the original voice actors Is not only missing from the cast But was allegedly assaulted by Gearbox CEO Randy Pitchford David Eddings who played Claptrap in the original games Claimed Pitchford quote Physically assaulted me in the lobby of the Marriott Marquis At GDC 2017 unquote. The accusation emerged during a disagreement Over pay over Twitter On Twitter again for whatever reason Mm. Um, Last week Eddings explained that he is not reprising His role for Borderlands 3 US Gamer reports, having previously performed for free in addition to his role leading business at Gearbox, he said, quote, For the first time, I insisted on getting paid for my performance, and all of a sudden, they couldn't afford me, unquote. Pitchford, meanwhile, so this is Randy, claims Eddings refused the job after being offered twice the going union rate for voice acting, an offer the CEO deemed, quote, generous, unquote. He added that Eddings is, quote, bitter and disgruntled, unquote, some more insults, about his termination as an employee back in March 2017, the same month the clap-trap actor claimed the assault took place. In a later Twitter thread, Eddings said, I was fine moving on after Gearbox, but when my former boss starts mouthing off about various aspects of my employment, including, quote, how highly compensated, unquote, I was, and how, quote, generous, unquote, he is, I feel obligated to correct the record, unquote. Um... Eddings went on to say he'd be willing to put his differences aside, um, and then uh, then and then they start they start rehashing in the article all the stuff that we've just spoken about. It's so bizarre.
1: There's, there's something else I thought was really interesting as well, which is in the, the initial tweet when everyone found out because someone tweeted at David Eddings, "Are you still claptrap in Borderlands 3? He replied, "No, for the first time I insist I'm on getting a paycheck for my f- yeah. no, they can't afford me." He then goes on to say, now I'm not telling them how to run their business, but maybe next time they should put the $12 million payment from 2K in the Gearbox account instead, just saying. <laughs> which is alluding to the fact that he also believes that Randy took that $12 million and put it in his personal funds.
0: Yeah, which, which goes back to that first article from four months ago about the porn in the Medieval <laughs> Times on the USB drive. It's just... <laughs> it's Someone write a book about this. Right? <laughs> It's almost like a breakdown, but it's it. It seems pretty clear to me that Randy is just being himself, mm. which kind of makes it worse. Mm. It's like this is just normal.
1: I mean, like I don't think we spoke about it on the podcast, but do you all remember when how he was reacting to Borderlands Three not being on Steam and being
0: on Epic? Did
1: you did you did either uh, of you
0: see that? No, I didn't. Because no. so, obviously everyone's on the Epic hate train at the moment. For yeah, that.
1: So so people were upset, and he was basically. Speaking his mind um, (laughs) about how much Steam pays. Right. And he was, like, replying to each and every one that was messaging him saying, like, you know, blah, 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 Epic store shit, blah, blah, blah. Sell out. Yeah, go to Steam. Can't believe you're taking money from Epic. Security issues.
0: Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Sell out data.
1: So, he was then mouthing off about, like... I mean, he was having having a little bit of a tantrum. Uh, Basically... (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's been the last two yeah. weeks. Randy Pitchford's <laughs> tantrum,
1: but alluding to the fact that, like, you know, he wanted to put more games on on Epic just to fuck with everyone. Um, yeah, he gets so personal, so quick, so quick, just it's, with anyone. It's it's really, it's really strange, and I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. You get your popcorn and sit down. It's good fun. It's it,
1: it's a good read.
0: Oh man, it's intense. So yeah, if you wanna follow the drama, um, head over to twitter.com and uh, follow Randy Pittman's Twitter account. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that's 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 about it for this for this couple of weeks. That's about all we've got for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed our 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 Twitter meltdown analysis <laughs> and our uh, our walkthrough discussion. As always, you can find this and all of our content on minimap.com.au, including our other podcast, the Game Spoilers podcast. Um, We're about to sit down and record the Wolfenstein 2 Game Club podcast, Um, so you're welcome to join us for that. We've also done plenty of other episodes, including Uncharted The Lost Legacy, which I highly recommend you play. And once you've played, you can have a listen, because we have a great conversation. That was our first episode. It was. Our first episode ever of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find us on Twitter. You can find the Minimap Twitter at Minimap AU. Jeremy, where can they find you? You can find me reading the mentions of at Do All magic, which is <laughs> Randy Pitchford's
1: <laughs> Twitter account. Uh,
0: and on what Twitter account will they find you doing that?
1: Uh, at Obi-Wan Jez.
0: Excellent. My Twitter account is at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Hey, June.
2: June is J-U-N underscore E-S-S.
0: There's also a Game Spoilers podcast Twitter on there. You can find it in our links and mentions and whatnot. Um, and I think that's about it. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Watching. Goodbye. Listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time. I hope but- you're just watching just our logo for our website while you're <laughs> or Just watching the waveform. Yeah. I'll probably fade out over this. <laughs>